We interrupt regular programming for the following presentation of high school sports. Now, it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening and welcome to the penultimate week of the high school football season. It might be a bit wet out there tonight, but these teams are fighting for their playoff lives. Who's going to clinch a spot in the playoffs tonight? Who's going to have their playoff hopes dashed? And who's going to help their positioning in the playoffs? We'll find out all those answers in just a little bit. My name is Eric Fry, and I'm going to be joined by Elaine Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton here on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. Let's not waste any time. Let's get Week 8 kicked off. And to start things off, let's go to Lane Blickham with a look at some teams to the north. Thank you very much, Eric. We'll start with the Charleston Trojans, who will try for the second time to officially clinch a playoff spot. Charleston lost that showdown last week in Mount Zion, 28-14. to With that win, the Braves clinched their playoff spot with win number 6. Charleston will try to do that tonight when they travel to Taylorville. The Tornadoes are 4-3 and three on the season, so they need a win to become playoff eligible. The Trojans have beaten Taylorville four times in a row, and a win tonight would send the Trojans to the playoffs with win number six. Charleston at Taylorville. You can hear it on Victory 103.9. Stream it at MyRadioLink.com or download the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Matt Tootin tangled with those Tornadoes last week. It was a 28-21 win for Taylorville. Matt Toon started off well in the first half, but after the break, according to head coach Jared Kimbrough, things turned around in favor of Taylorville. Offensively, we ran the ball better in the first half, and then the second half, they made some adjustments, and, and we didn't quite get done what we were hoping to get done in the second half. We came out a little bit flat, and they got after us, and, and we didn't throw the ball real well. So they loaded the box up and made it more difficult on us to run the ball. And when we're not delivering the ball in quick game, then you know, we, if we're one-dimensional trying to run it, that becomes easy to defend. So when you're 1-6, and six, as Matt Toon is now, and the Apollo Conference champion Muhammad Seymour comes to town, how does Coach Kimbrough expect his team to respond? These kids have a ton of pride, and they care, and they're dedicated. And I don't think they're going to just roll over and let it happen. You know, we're going to come out, and we're going to practice hard, and we're going to play the best, best game we can next week because this one's over and done with. There's nothing we can do about it except move on. It's 1-6 and six, Matt Toon hosting 6-1 and one, Muhammad Seymour tonight. By the way, the Bulldogs' lone loss to undefeated Morton very early in the season. Hear that one on 101.3 WMCI, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Lincoln Prairie Conference has a lot to be sorted out over the next couple of weeks. Arthur Levington at Wood Hammond at 7-0 is at 3-4 Arcola tonight, so the Purple Riders need that win to keep their playoff hopes alive, while the Knights need a win to stay on track for a potential showdown next week with Sullivan Okaw Valley. Villa Grove got a one-point win over Argena Oriana a week ago, moving the Blue Devils to 4-3 and three, while dropping the Bombers to 3-4. and four. Villa Grove takes on Sangamon Valley tonight. The Storm stand at 2-5. and five. That Argena Oriana team, 3-4, and four, has a Saturday game against Cerro Gordo Biment, which is 1-6. and six. Sullivan Okaw Valley, 7-0, and oh, is at Tri-County tonight, 0-7. Oh, Tri-County battled Cumberland last week, but it was mostly Pirates, especially early in the game. Second and five from the Tri-County 10. And off to Kaiser. Starts left. Cuts back right. Room to the middle. Five. Stays on his feet. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Cumberland. Grant Kaiser from 10 yards out. And at 5.37 to go in the first. 
Cumberland has a 13-0 lead. Shortly after that, the quarterback, Braden Olmstead, chipped in. McMeekin and Kaiser both in the backfield now. Everybody lined up. Nobody wide. Olmstead runs the quarterback sneak, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown. Braden Olmstead, the quarterback sneak, and Cumberland takes a 20 to nothing lead at 7.35 to go in the second. Those highlights don't even include Blake McMeekin, the Pirates running back who ran for around 200 yards, caught a touchdown pass, and scored a couple of more in the rushing game. Cumberland is now 5-2 and two and playoff eligible as they head into their game tonight at Nokomis. Shifting over to the Central Illinois Conference, a big matchup tonight in Clinton as the 5-2 and two Maroons host undefeated Shelbyville. The Rams are ranked number 6 in Class 2A. A couple of 3-4 and four teams that need the win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Warrensburg-Latham will host Tuscola and Central A&M at 2-5, and five, an odd position for the Raiders to be in, not making the playoffs this year. They'll travel just up Route 51 to take on Meridian in a big rivalry game. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks for that update, Lane. Now let's talk about the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland got their fifth win last week against Tri-County, 55-12. to With that win, the Pirates are now playoff eligible, but Coach Watkins says there is still much more to play for, including a home playoff game. Cumberland heads on the road again this week for the final time this regular season as they will head to Nokomis. Nokomis is clinging to its playoff life as they sit at 3-4, and four, but they pushed Sullivan last week and almost ended Sullivan's perfect season. However, ultimately, Nokomis fell 30-22. to 22. Nokomis is coming off two straight road games against Arthur and the aforementioned Sullivan and will be at home for the final time this season, so you know that the crowd will be a factor in tonight's game. A lot of unknowns for the Pirates heading into this contest. It's an unknown place, facing a team you've never faced before, plus the unknown of the weather. If Cumberland can take care of the football, limit penalties, and if the rushing attack is there like it usually is, and this defense shows up, which besides the one solving game has yet to give up 14 points to or more to an opponent this season, it should make for a good game for the Cumberland Pirates. You can hear Cumberland versus Nokomis on WCRA 99.5 and 107.7 FM, as well as online, effinghamradio.com, and the free Effingham Radio app. Now with a team that needs to have a good game at home tonight to keep their playoff hopes alive, I'm talking about the Effingham Hearts, and for that, we go to Travis Sparks. Thanks so much, and high school football is entering week eight. Last chances for some teams to improve their playoff odds going into this week. Speaking of a team that is teetering on the bubble, that's the FEM Hearts. Last week was a rough night with a chilly, windy playing conditions and a rough night on the scoreboard. 47-0 lost against Muhammad Seymour. The Bulldogs got on the board right off the bat with a 68-yard screenplay to make it 7 nothing just 49 seconds into the game. From there, both teams would have trouble getting anything going consistently. Seven straight punts or turnover on downs. Hearts moved the ball on a couple of nice drives with quarterback Gage Gillum with some nice runs. And the Hearts would get into the red zone twice on the 11-yard line, only for nothing to come of it. I caught up earlier this week with FEM head coach Brett Hefner to discuss the tough night and the two missed red zone opportunities. I thought we had a chance early, to, and we did some good things early uh, on both sides of the ball, but just didn't, didn't make plays when we needed to to kind of stay in the game. And, um, you know, against any team, but especially a really good team, you don't take advantage of those opportunities. It's going to be in for a long night, and, and uh, that's kind of what it turned into. 
It's, it's tough, points. man. Those uh, When you see teams like that that are athletic enough to defend you without any safety help, I try and tell people all the time, football's a, a numbers game. You always want to be on the plus one end of it. And when, when teams can play you straight man and, and outnumber you in the box and you can't do anything about it, out wide, mm-hmm. it, it makes things difficult, and uh, that's kind of the boat we were in on Friday. Mohamed added a score in the second as well to make it 14 to nothing at halftime, and the Bulldogs would break it wide open in the third quarter, scoring 21 points. Gave, I gave up a couple big uh, big plays, which you know we don't want to do. They, but you know, teams like that that have multiple guys that you have to cover, you can't double everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a good job of getting you singled up and with motion and formations and things like that and um, you know got us got loose a couple times and so certainly not the outcome that we wanted but you know like you said we we took a few of the good and, uh, and pointed out a couple of the bad and then and then yeah you wash it because you got to move on to this when you can't have any any hangover hearts now find themselves three and four on the season with much needed wins having to come and win out even to make the postseason here's coach Hefner talking about the position that FEM finds themselves in We've got two left, and we got to get both of them. Can't get both of them without getting the first one. Mm-hmm. Just frustrating because we put ourselves in this position, as I've told the kids. You know, at worst, we should probably be five and two right now. Probably should have won the Mount Carmel game. A couple turnovers killed us in the Charleston game to lose that one by four. And how that, you know, so mm-hmm. those are two games that I thought we just kind of, in essence, hurt ourselves and kind of gave the other yeah. team didn't win or earn them. We kind of gave them, and and so instead of being five and two and kind of playing. With house money a little bit to, yeah. to, to try and in, improve your seed, we're fighting for our life. So, uh, so yeah, so it is an important one and one that we have to get. It starts tonight with a matchup against Mount Zion. Over the years, these teams have had some great battles, and the Braves come to a classroom field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium 6-1. and one. Their only defeat was to Muhammad a couple weeks ago. Last week for the Braves, it was a 28-14 bounce-back win against Charleston. In the win, McCoby Adams had three passing touchdowns. And for the season, Adams, the 6'3 senior, has almost 1,800 passing yards, a 64% completion percentage, and a 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. Three of those came in one game against Muhammad. He can also run it a little bit as well, has almost 300 yards on the season, and found the end zone three different times. Mount Zion does use a couple of different guys in the backfield, but this team is built on the pass. To the outside, more specifically, to guys like Braden Trimble. The 6'2", a junior, has 47 receptions, 700 yards, 8 touchdown passes, and already has some D1 visits and offers. And he's caught the eye of the people in Champaign as well at the U of I. And also, he was a finalist in track and field this past spring for the high jump at State. Last week he had 12 carries and 102 yards rushing out of the backfield. So that's a different dynamic that the Hearts might have to deal with tonight. But that's not the only guy that they passed to. Senior Grant McAtee has seven touchdowns. 6'6 sophomore J.C. Anderson is a big target at tight end with three touchdowns. And senior Jacob Harvey's caught four touchdowns as well. Point is, you can't just key on one person. We told our kids we've had the blueprint the last two years. You know, we yeah. went up there two years ago, kind of a similar situation, and uh, held on to the ball, uh, made enough plays defensively, but kept the ball out of their hands and ran the ball, mm-hmm. shortened the game down, end up with a win. Last year, we ran 80 plays offense to their 30 plays offense and, and didn't 
capitalize on that. Yeah. And uh, so that that's the blueprint. It's whether or not you know that we can we can execute the blueprint and finish it off this week. Weather may also play a factor tonight. If it is raining during the game, that could determine what this Braves offense does with the ball. The Hearts have their back against the wall, and it's also on senior night. They'll try to get the win to keep up their playoff hopes, but also for the 13 seniors as well. See if we can stay dry out there around the area. We'll pack the umbrellas, but until then, we will get back to you, Eric. Thanks, Travis. Looking forward to that game tonight in Effingham, a big one for the Hearts. Now let's look at some of the great games in the South Central Conference, and for that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome to week number eight in the South Central Conference. As we get started this week, still a lot of teams in the South Central Conference trying to get it all figured out for the playoffs. For the Vandals, they are now playoff eligible after their 27-3 victory over Hillsborough last week. The Vandals are 5-2 and two on the season, and they look to make it into the playoffs with a win tonight. The Vandals are at Gillespie tonight. Gillespie Miners are 0-7 on the season, but Vandals coach Jason Clay says they do have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they've got some athletic kids. Um, they've got some big kids on the line, and um, you know they got a got a good good system, and you know they run a, a similar style offense to what we do, and um, got some weapons. Their quarterback seems to be pretty athletic, and uh, some other some other backs that look quick on film. So uh, we'll have to be prepared. And uh, the one the one benefit is it's being a similar style. What we do, it's easier to simulate in practice, and and our kids have seen it more often than than um, say a Hillsborough style play. So. I think that's a benefit to our, our defense. It also allows us to kind of mix and match and be multiple in how we approach things. So, obviously, we hope to build off of last week's effort, you know, defensively. And, you know, I feel like our defense played pretty well against Greenville, barring a couple big plays. And So, that's the Vandals at the Gillespie Miners tonight. Game time, 7 p.m. We'll have the game for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia radio app. Some other games around the South Central Conference with some playoff implications tonight. A lot of playoff implications in a lot of the games tonight. Carlinville, they're 4-3 and three after losing to Greenville last week. They are at Hillsboro tonight. The Hilltoppers coming off their loss to the Vandals. They're 3-4, and four, so they're going to need to win out to have a shot to make the playoffs. 5-2, and two, Pena is at Litchfield. Litchfield, after their win last week, is now 4-3 and three on the season. Litchfield either needs a win this week over Pena or over the Vandals next week to become playoff eligible. The Greenville Comets have still only allowed 54 points on the season. There are 7-0. They're going to win the South Central Conference. If they have not already mathematically won it, they are at home tonight to take on 4-3 and three Southwestern. Southwestern needing a win either this week or next week to become playoff eligible. 2-5 and five, Staunton is at 1-6 and six North Mac tonight. So again, the lineup for the South Central Conference: five and two Vandals are at zero and seven Gillespie. The four and three Carlinville Cavaliers at the three and four Hillsboro Hilltoppers tonight. Five and two Pena at four and three Litchfield. Four and three Southwestern at seven and zero Greenville. And two and five Staunton. They are at one and six North Mac. That's a look at the South Central Conference in Week Eight. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks, Todd. Lots of teams on the bubble in that South Central Conference, so we will keep our eyes out for those games tonight and see who 
rises above and whose playoff hopes may be dashed tonight in the South Central Conference. Let's look at some other action going on tonight. As in other Lincoln Prairie Conference action, it will be Arcola looking to keep its playoff hopes alive as they host 7-0 and Arthur. So Arcola with a tough task in front of them. 1-6 Sarah Gordo will head on the road to 3-4 and Argenta, who is still in the playoff hunt. And 4-3 and Villa Grove will try to get that all-important fifth win as they host 2-5 and Sagamon Valley. Finally, in Little Illini action, Casey looks to rebound from their first loss this season last week to Mount Carmel. This week, they will host 0-7 only, who's just trying to find their first win of the year. 6-1 Lawrenceville, they're going to host 1-6 Newton. It will be 6-1 Mount Carmel, heading to 1-6 Marshall. Mount Carmel trying to wrap up the Little Illini Conference Championship. And finally, 4-3 Parrish tries to become playoff eligible with their fifth win of the night as they head to 2-5 Robinson. Well, that does it for this week on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. For Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton, this is Eric Fry saying thanks for listening to the pregame show. And now, let's head to the booth as your Week 8 game is just moments away from kickoff. And now, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM present... Pontius. Takes the snap, play action pass. He's looking to throw, loads up, and it's going to be caught. Cody Nolan from Estrada goes into the touchdown. He'll hand off to West North. Just back up the middle. He's got room to run, and he's in. Touchdown. First on fourth down and three. Pontius under center, snap, and it's a play action pass. Looking to go across the middle. He's wide open, and it's touchdown. Estrada, 41 yards, and that puts uh, the Arts on top now, 13-0. Effingham football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM.
Hey, pleasant good evening to you, everyone, and welcome in to Heavy uh, Hearts Football. That is the, it is the uh, regular season finale here at home, at least at Clockstrom Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. My name is Travis Sparks, alongside Dominic Daters. We're here calling all the action here tonight on the Voice of Heavy Hearts Football, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM. Also streaming online at FEMRadio.com and on the free FEM Radio app. It is also Staff Appreciation Night here this evening. Each uh, football player picked a staff member across the Uniforty schools to honor and represent them tonight. So that's what we're doing. If you remember, we had a senior night technically in the first game of the season here at home against Mount Carmel, but uh, still the last regular season home game that the 13 seniors will be playing on this uh, field and thank goodness for this turf field project because it has been rained on quite a bit today, even though the rain has now stopped. And it looks like we might be good to go. So uh, the field might be a tad bit wet, but maybe not as bad as we were initially anticipating and whatnot. But uh, this one should be a good one, and it always seems to be a, a great game between Mount Zion and FEM. Mount Zion holds a 6-1 and one record, and uh, they bounced back with a win last week against Charleston. 28-14 was the final and FEM comes into this game 3-4, and 2-2 two and two in the Apollo. And it's also Friday the 13th as well. Anything can happen here tonight into this one as FEM trying to bounce back after their loss last week. It was 47 to nothing against Mohamed Seymour. And it was just a rough night all the way around, Dominic, as it was a rough night on the scoreboard, rough night with the wind and the playing conditions. And uh, Mohamed just kind of broke it open there in that third quarter and ultimately took control and uh, talked with Coach Hefner earlier in the week, and he's not a big proponent on the must-win analogy, so we'll stay away from that. And uh, he really just needed – having him needs this one. Playing simple with their record about three and four with only two weeks left, and you need five wins to get in the playoffs. And maybe not even this year at five and four, you may be not even guaranteed this year with the, how many four and three, three and four teams there are at this point in the season. And you really need this one, the points. Should be good for FEM, but again, you really need these next two, and you can't get the first one with you can't get the second one without starting with the first one, and that's what they're uh, facing, and that's what their uh, task is at hand here tonight, Dominic. Yes, it is. That's uh, like you, like you said. Yeah, they need uh, need both of them, but you you know you can't uh, can't count on the second one without getting the first one. Yeah, that's what they need to do here tonight. I know Mount Zion. Is a uh, tough team, six and one. Their only loss is uh, to the Mama Seymour Bulldogs, uh, twenty-seven to six. So uh, I know uh, last last year's game, I believe, was a heartbreaker. They lost they lost to Mount Zion um, in a heartbreaking fashion, if I remember right. But uh, most most of those guys from uh, from Mount Zion are, are back, so they're you know that definitely reflects in their in their record. And uh, I know even. Uh, Beating up on a lot of people so far, uh, so far this year. But uh, definitely, I mean, it's always always great when the Effingham and Mount Zion, uh, Mount Zion play play each other. Um, Mount Zion's also they, they've already clinched a, uh, a playoff spot, you know, with uh, with six wins, um, and so so is Muhammad. Um, they've got seven, or they've got six wins. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, like you said, Effingham just needs needs both of these games. Um, you know, like I was talking before he came on air, I just, I just feel like FEM needs uh, needs to come out, needs to come out with a, a fast, fast start, and uh, you know maybe you know come out and score score a touchdown on their first drive and just keep the momentum, keep the momentum on on their side, uh, make stops, stops defensively, and uh, you know some, something they 
haven't done to the best. I mean, they've, they've done a decent job of just taking advantage of opportunities. I know there's a couple opportunities last week up at, up at Muhammad. They had the ball at the 11-yard line uh, twice there in the first half, and it, uh, they definitely could have could have had a tie game at halftime had they been able to punch in the end zone. But, unfortunately, they weren't able to able to do anything with it. But just, uh, you know, take, take advantage of uh, opportunities and stuff like that. And don't, don't, uh, don't give Mount Zion any – any opportunities, you know, fumbles, uh, interceptions, stuff, stuff like that. Because good teams like Mount Zion will definitely, uh, definitely make you pay for it. So hopefully, uh, FEM can control those uh, little details, as uh, Coach Heffner likes to say, and uh, hopefully they can, they can keep those details in check and penalties and uh, keep things, uh, keep the momentum their way from the start. Yeah, the margin, the margin of error is so uh, slim between winning and uh, losing and. Uh, both these teams know a little bit about that as uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Coach Hefner was talking about that FEM has the blueprint to beat this Muhammad, or beat this Mount Zion squad as a couple of years ago, FEM went up to Mount Zion and it came away with a 28 to 27 win. And Coach Hefner was talking about no one really gave him a chance going up there and getting the W and they did. And that was because of a missed extra point. And that was what made the difference. And then last year, like you mentioned, their Dominic was an epic 39-36 overtime game here, just at this place right here, as uh, um, Armando Estrada hit three field goals, including one and two tied up at the end of regulation. And then in overtime, FEM scored on their first possession on Estrada field goal, but then the very uh, Mount Zion's overtime possession, and they got the 10-yard touchdown the game winner to Grant McAtee. And uh, so just a uh, Ever bit slim a margin of a victory uh, there uh, last year uh, for uh, this one. Uh, of course, uh, Mount Zion coming into this, they're coached by Patrick Etherton as uh, they'll make the playoffs once again this season with that sixth win. And he's only missed the playoffs one time during his tenure at Mount Zion. And they were 5-4 and four that year in 2017 and 2020, obviously notwithstanding due to the pandemic. And FEM, question mark, will they even have to have any drama on next Saturday when the playoff brackets and the playoff seeds are revealed. We'll just have to wait and see what the next couple of weeks uh, bring. Uh, as for uh, Mount Zion, they are looking kind of similar to where they were last year. Uh, they do have their quarterback back. He's now a senior, 6'3", McCoby Adams. He has about 1,800 passing yards this season, 64% completion percentage, and 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. And three of those interceptions came in one game against that loss against Muhammad Seymour. And McCoby can take off a little bit. He's almost got 300 yards onto the ground. But one of the guys that they'll have to keep in check tonight, that is Braden Trimble, the 6'2", a junior. He's that wide receiver on the outside. He's got 47 catches this season, over 700 yards and eight touchdowns. And he was also a finalist in the spring in the high jump up at State, up at Charleston. And so he's a tremendous athlete. And he's getting some Division One looks. He's got some looks and offers from Iowa. Iowa State, Miami of Ohio, Northwestern, and maybe even catching the eye of uh, some coaches in Champaign as well. Haven't gotten a formal offer yet, but, uh, hey, it's always nice when uh, you can keep the athletes in state. That's what Coach Bielema has uh, been uh, trying to do ever since his tenure started there in uh, Champaign. And, well, the line I look like they can need as much help as uh, possible there. But that's a conversation for a completely different day because it's back to regular scheduled programming. For the Illini tomorrow as it's 2.30 kickoff against Maryland and 1.30 will begin the pregame show over on our sister station 98.9 the game as Mount Zion comes out of their locker room uh, towards 
their sideline, and they're going with the all-white uniforms here tonight. And we would have some trouble with the numbers if this was an actual uh, grass field uh, with the all-white unis that Mount Zion is going with tonight. But fortunate enough for broadcasters and Coach Hefner as well, I know he loves the turf field and should have any problems, any issues there with uh, that aspect. But Braden Trimble is not the only uh, weapon that McCoby has at his disposal. He also got senior Grant McAtee, who made the game winner last year. He has seven touchdown grabs. And 6'6 sophomore J.C. Anderson is a big target in the slot, and he plays a little tight end hybrid as well, and he's had three touchdown grabs. And don't sleep on Jacob Harvey as well. So point is, offensively, Mount Zion is stacked and loaded. I thought maybe if it was raining, that it might be a little bit more uh, towards FEM style and what they want to do because Mount Zion traditionally isn't the run a team the last couple of years as they have been in the past. Uh, and it probably would have been more towards FEM strengths. But uh, it looks like the rain has stopped for now and may not happen during the game as the fireworks go off here above Klosterman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium, and the FEM Hearts take the field for possibly the final time here at home. And uh, the uh, Hearts are ready to go in uh, this one. But Mount Zion, they actually won the coin toss, and uh, they deferred naturally to uh, the uh, second half. So we'll see FEM, who had a great first half. I mean, Muhammad, yeah, they scored 49 seconds into the game. But uh, other than that, they let up another score. But other than that, offense played good. They moved the ball. We talked about them moving to the 11-yard line a couple of different times. They just couldn't cash in on either opportunity. So the first half was good offensively. Gage Gillum had some nice runs, and we'll see what they do. And they'll have to prove it here with uh, getting the ball first here. Set the tone, like you were saying. Excuse me, yeah, definitely definitely set the tone. And, uh, you know, they, they get the ball first as Mount Zion uh, deferred. As That's the thing to do nowadays from uh, high school, college, all the way to the pros. Uh is defer, I don't know, Travis, or maybe times in this broadcast, I just might have to defer to you. So, uh, because you're a knowledgeable guy, but. Oh, I try. Anyway, uh, FEM definitely looking to, uh, you know, hopefully get off to a fast start. And like you said, Gage Gillum, you know, that first half wasn't, wasn't so bad last week for, for FEM. You know, it was only 14 nothing at halftime. And I just feel if, you know, FEM could have taken advantage of those opportunities, you know, it would have been 14 to 14 at, that half and uh, definitely could have been a, a different, maybe a different, a little bit of different uh, second half, but uh, nonetheless, it, it was what it was. And uh, Mount Zion gets ready to kick off here tonight against uh, against Effingham. And, uh, you know, I just, like I said, hope fast start and take care of the ball and, uh, you know, minimize, minimize the fumbles, interceptions, penalties, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, Every game, every game, I have have a chance. So, Gabe Shoemaker will be uh, kicking off for Mount Zion. Uh, Jacob Weaver and Weldon Dunstan uh, back deep to receive for the FEM Hearts. And it's all important a Week Eight contest. We appreciate you joining us, however you are doing so. As we've uh, teed the ball up and we're ready to go here, and Week Eight is underway here as Mount Zion uh, boots it away, and a Dunstan will field it just at the uh, edge of the goal line, and he makes one guy miss at the 15-yard line. He's down the sidelines. He's past the 30-yard line, and he gets blasted out of bounds, but a decent return up close to the 35-yard line. We'll see where they exactly spot him out of bounds, but a, a decent return back there by Weldon Dunstan. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a nice return there. and uh, Looks like there's a flag on the play. Maybe that, uh, that hit that knocked Dunstan out of bounds, we'll see here. Yeah, and the sideline uh, reacted that way as well, and it will be a penalty as 
is going to be on Effingham. It looks like it looks like it's going to be blocking in the back. So blocking in the back there for the Hearts. So that's actually going to set them back, and they'll have to set up in worse territory than they thought. So wipe off the good return there by Dunstan and Effingham. Looks like they'll walk the ball all the way back to, well, about the 15-yard line is where they're going to spot it, it looks like. Yeah, that's what that's what it looks like, yeah. I mean, even Kind of around that area. Even farther. Maybe even farther, yeah. They keep just walking. Yeah, they do. I, they can sure. stop anytime. Right, yeah, exactly. But uh, where are they exactly going to put this ball down in? Uh, the hearts are over on the sideline getting some instruction from Coach Hefner. And... Uh, I don't know, the ref has got the balls at the 10, 11-yard line, so I'm, uh, I'm guessing. Yep, they're going to put it down right there at the 10-yard line, it looks like. So. That's the spot of the foul, I'm, I'm guessing. That has to be. But nonetheless, the Hearts, uh, Hearts will, will have the ball and 90 yards to go. To so it'll be uh, first down and 10 at their own 10-yard line for the Hearts to start off the game. And it'll be Gillum up under center, Dunstan in the backfield. I formation will send Webb in motion to the right. Gillum takes the snap, and he turns the hands off to a Dunstan looking for room to run on that right side, but not a lot is there. Uh, he maybe got a couple yards, but that's about it. Yeah, not much there for uh, for Dunstan on that one. Uh, looks like they're going to give him a yard, a yard on that play there. Like I didn't think he got uh, much more than that, maybe, maybe two, but they're going to give him one on the – the run there off to uh, off to the right right side didn't uh, didn't have much going for it. So. so it'll be second down and nine for the Hearts. It'll be a little pistol look this time for Gillum. Got two receivers out here to the near side as Gillum takes the snap and he'll hand it off to a Dunstan and not much much room to run there either. He may have got back to the line, maybe got another yard or two, but that's about it as he was stacked up there by the Braves defensive line. Yeah, not uh, not much going there either. Uh, looks like they're going to give him give him a gain of gain of two there. So I didn't I didn't think he uh, got that much, but uh, nonetheless, we'll they'll take it and uh, be a quick uh, third and seven here for Effingham. Yeah, he plays at the thirteen yard line, a third and a seven quickly for the Hearts. Uh, it'll be a Gillum in the shotgun. Dunstan just to his left. So they'll send. Read in motion. Gillum takes a snap on the shotgun. He's looking over towards that way, and it's going to be a, a pass complete to Lots. Or no, that's Webb. I saw the one, and it's Colton Webb with the reception. That's going to be good enough for a first down. And uh, that'll be close to about the 20 or 21-yard line. So uh, good for about seven or eight-yard gain there on third down. Yeah, looks like they're going to give him an eight-yard gain yep. on that, but nice, nice pass from uh, Gillen to, to Webb over the middle there. First down, keep the drive going. So it'll keep it going here as it'll be a Gillum into the shotgun, and Gillum will keep it this time. He runs off to the right side, and he's just tripped up before he broke at that one, but he's brought down, and that's a gain of about six there for the first run for Gillum. Yeah, that was a nice, uh, nice run there by. By Gillum, uh, yeah. If he wouldn't have got tripped up there, I think he would have broke that one for uh, for a long game. But uh, gain of uh, gain of seven there for Gillum. Yeah, I'm giving seven officially. Second down and three. A ball of their own twenty-eight. 
as Gilman will go up in the center this time, a guy, the two receivers stacked here to the near side. And Gillen takes a snap. He's going to hand off to Dunson again, tries to find room up the gut, and he's got his weaving his way into the secondary, and he's a close past the 35-yard line for a nice run and a first down. McAtee was there to bring him down. And that's all the way up to the 20 or the 38. 10-yard ten yard run there yeah. by, by Dunson. Nice job there of uh, weaving his way through and gaining those uh, – Getting the first down and first down and more there. Effingham gets their second first down of the game. Keeps this drive going. Tough running night for Dunstan last week, but having a, that was a nice run there. First down and 10, a ball at their own 38. Gillum will be in the shotgun. Two receivers split out here to the near side. And Gillum's going to take the ball. He's going to hand off to Dunstan straight up the middle. And he's going to be stacked, stacked up and wrapped up after not much of a gain there. Maybe a gain of about... Yeah, may gain about three there. Yeah, I didn't think he got uh, didn't get too many, but he got more than I thought as well. So a three yard gain there for for Dunstan. Um, you know, I thought I thought Gage Gillum there for a minute almost uh, faked it was going to take the end around run, but that didn't happen. Second down, eight and seven ball at their own forty one yard line. Hart's driving the ball nicely here after that penalty, and Gillum's going to keep it as he's going to go straight up the gut on an option. And there's not much there. Uh, that'll be a gain of about, you know, chains aren't moving that much, so maybe a gain of about two there. Still going to be third and long. Yep, third and five, so. Brock there on the tackle for Mount Zion, so FEM facing with a third at, down and five. Yeah, not much room there to run for, for Gillum, but uh, Hart's converted their last, uh, last third down, so it's, See if they do it here again. 7.45 to go here in the opening quarter. Gillum will be in the shotgun. And two receivers split out here near side. And Gillum's going to throw off the play action. And he goes deep into traffic. And it's going to be incomplete. Reed was in the area. And I think Webb was in the area too. But I think they were trying to get it to Reed. But either way, it was incomplete. And so that's going to bring up fourth down. And out comes the punt team for FEM. I think I'm just going to punt it away here. As Stepton will be the punter, and Braden Trimble will be back there to receive this. And Trimble's going to stand about the 25-yard line as he keeps inching a little bit closer. And a little bit of a low snap, but Stepton boots it away, nearly gets it blocked, but still gets a nice kickoff as it's going to bounce at the 20, and Trimble's going to let it go out of bounds. And we'll see where the referee spots it, as it's going to be at about the 16-yard line. Nice, so nice uh, punt there by uh, by Sefton and in uh, Effingham and uh, pin him inside Mount Zion inside inside the twenty. So uh, it's always nice when you can always nice when you can you do that closer closer to the end zone the better. Uh, so uh, Effingham's Effingham's defense or defensive line has always played played great. You know uh, this, this year. Let's uh, see if they can uh, hold Mount Zion here on their first. First uh, offensive drive of the game. Eight some clock, nine plays for FEM, but nothing to show for it as they uh, punted away after a couple of first downs. And Mount Zion again will take over at their own 16-yard line, first down and 10, eight a lot of clock, so it's going to stand at seven minutes, 27 seconds on the opening quarter clock as we had to switch out some footballs there as the ball boy over there runs and finally gives it to the officials, and now we're ready to go. 
that Kobe Adams will lead this Braves offense out onto the field. And so Adams will be in the shotgun. And Adams sends Tremble in motion, and they'll hand off there to the tailback and a couple of guys there, and FEM's going to make a stop. Weaver there on the tackle. And that was Carson Bullhorst with the carry of four Mount Zion, and it was a no-gainer. Yeah, I actually gained it one. So it'll be second NAR, or second out of nine. Yeah, not much doing there for Bullhorst and the Mount Zion. FEM's all over that. Adams will pass, and he passes down the sideline here trying to hit Trimble, and it's going to be incomplete. Let him just a little bit too much there. Yeah, he did. Had that pass been uh, been spot on, it would have been, uh, I imagine it would have been. Yeah, he had a step for sure. He had a step and a half or two for sure. Yeah. It would have been uh, a quick six around Zion, but luckily he let him too far, and uh quick uh, third and nine here for, uh, for Mount Zion. So it'll be third and a nine and a 6.54 on the clock. And Adams will be in the shotgun. And Bullhorst is just to his right now. Late switch there. Adams going with the hard count here. We got five seconds on the play clock. And Adams will take the snap. He's looking to throw. Goes, looks to the right. Goes back to the left. Here comes the rush. And Mike Love is almost going to bring him down. He's still trying to fight for his yard. But he's still going to be brought down in the backfield past the 10-yard line, maybe down to the 9. He tried to dance away from the Hearts defense, but too much. They wouldn't let him go. As Caden Metzner was one of the guys to finally bring him down, and that's going to be all the way to the 9-yard line. So, Lots of uh, loss of eight there on, yeah. eight there on the play on the, the sack by, by Effingham there. Donaldson will be back to receive this punt as the pun will be out of the end zone, and it's going to be a short punt. It may even have got tipped, and it takes a nice Mount Zion bl- uh, roll as it goes past the 40-yard line. That's the Mount Zion 40-yard line. So, Effiem will start in pretty good territory here. Yes, they will. That was, uh, yeah, I wonder if I almost got kicked, or excuse me, kicked. I wonder if it got tipped as well, uh, the way just the, the ball spun. But yeah, it did, did take a favorable Mount Zion bounce. I thought it was going to land at about the 20 or 25 yard line, but it uh, landed about the 30 or 35 and rolled road to the Mount Zion 42, and that's where Effingham will start off. A nice field drive. position here, 6 6 to go in the first quarter, no score here. And Gillum will hand off to Dunstan, gets by one guy, keeps spinning it around, and he gets just shy of the 35 yard line before he's finally brought down by Mount Zion. And Joey Jordan was there with a trip up. And that's going to be a gain of six yards for Dunstan. Dunstan's getting some. He's getting some nice, uh, some nice yards so so far. He's got uh, looks like twenty-two five carries for twenty-two yards. So traditional high formation here. Gillum will turn a handoff to Dunstan again as he's slowed up just enough as he gets past the thirty-five. But that's about it. And that's going to be just shy of the first down marker. That's going to be about a third and a long two. I'd say the scoreboard. Yep, there the scoreboard changes at third and two. Good eyes, Travis. Good eyes. I thought you know I was going to go with the scoreboard, but uh, you you're right. Well, the sticks over there look more two yards than than one. So uh, it's going to be a 
uh, single receiver out here. That's a lot here to the left. And Gillum up under center. He'll turn and hand off to uh, Dunstan. And he gets by one guy, and he could be good. He's at the 15-10. touchdown. Well, then, Dunstan weaves through the defense. And it's a look at my chicken, pull my pork, barbecue, FEM touchdown. 34-yard run there for Weldon Dunstan. And Effiem's on the board. 6 nothing. Dunstan, yeah, nice 34-yard run there. He got through He got through the opening on the, the left side there. And I, I thought he was going to get tripped up there, but he didn't. And they were able to take it to the house. The field goal, extra point is. Is good for Stefton. And it is Effiem 7, Mount Zion nothing, 4.46 to go here in the first quarter. And we'll take a 30-second timeout. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Weston Company, certified public accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School, Hawksman Field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium, and Effingham gets on the board, something that they were kept out of last time out as they got shut out by Muhammad, but not tonight. Here on the final regular season home game as they're on top 7-0. To and a great start for FEM and Stefton kicks it away. A line drive kick, and it's going to be fielded by an up back there for Mount Zion. And he's going to carry it to the 45. That was Anderson on the return as it was a short little squibber there. And Mount Zion's going to get a decent field position starting close to midfield here. Yeah, they are. Uh, start to 45. 45, yeah. Five-yard line, about uh, similar to what, uh, or not quite, I guess, about 10 yards away from what Effingham started with their last drive. But uh, good good field position for them, none, nonetheless. And uh, Effingham was able to stop them their last drive with just uh, three and out. Let's, uh, let's watch their, we'll tell you what, what they do here on the Mount Zion second drive. So it'll be Adams in the shotgun. And Adams will turn and he'll hand off to a bull horse. And he's trying to ruin for run on that left side. And he can't quite turn the corner as he's wrapped up there. As Michael Love was on the stop there for the Hearts. And a no-gainer that time on the run by Bull Horse. Nice job again by the FEM uh, defensive line. So it'll be Adams in the shotgun again. Bull Horse just to his right. Then Trimble in motion and looking over towards that way on a screener a little bit high, but Trimble's got it. He lets one guy miss at the 50. He's trying to juke his way up to the 45-yard line and where he brought down. Just find a way to get it into the hands of Trimble, and that is going to move the chain. So good enough for a, basically a 10-and-a-half-yard gain there, I'd say. But uh, it's a first down and 10 for Mount Zion. Mount first first down of the game. Adams will hand it off this time to Bullhorse again. He's taking it off on the right side, and he's going to gain about four or five there onto the carry as they had everyone stacked up to the left, and they went the opposite way to the right. 
and found decent yardage out of it. Gained five yards there for Bull Horse on, on the carry. And so it'll be two receivers with split out wide to the left and one here to the near side. That's Trimble. And Adams will have it in the shotgun. He takes a snap. He throws. Well, he pumps, and he's just going to go straight up the gut as the screen. They're trying to set it up, but to no avail. And there's also a penalty marker as Charlie Ring was there to make the stop on Adams. As he just tucked it in and ran. And it's going to be holding on the Braves. So back them up. And so this should be a, looks like a 15-yard penalty. Or a 10-yard penalty. 10-yard penalty, I should say. And they'll back it up to a second down at 15. That's Ryan's first penalty of the evening. Adams in the shotgun again. Got two receivers split out on each side. They'll send Trimble in motion going into the backfield as Adams will hand off to a bull horse to the right side. And he's trying to carry people back to the original lane of scrimmage. And he may have got there. But still, it'll face a third and long for Mount Zion. A gain of about four yards there. That'll be third down and 11 for the Braves. Coming up at 2.45 to go in the opening quarter. FEM's defense doing a great job not allowing uh, Mount Zion uh, really any any yards in the run game so far. Trips spread out wide to the left. Adams in the shotgun again. He'll take the snap and look over towards that way. And he goes across the middle, and it's going to be a sliding grab. So lighting grab there by McAtee, and that's going to be close to the first down marker, but you see he's just short. So it's going to bring up fourth down. It's a gain of about 10 yards there, but it's still going to be short. So that'll bring up fourth and inches. Still a decent pass play, 10-yard pass play there to McAtee, but it'll bring up fourth and one, a short one. Looks like Mount Zion will be going for it. They got trips split out of the left again. And Adams in the shotgun. As maybe they'll look towards the hard count here. And Coach Etherton will take the timeout, see if they run the play. They do run a play, and there's going to be a penalty flag, and it could be a false start. And it is going to be a penalty. Looks like an illegal procedure on Mount Zion. So that's going to back them up and probably force their hand of not going for it. It's just going to be a five-yard penalty, and instead of a fourth and one, fourth and inches, it's going to be fourth and six. So Mount Zion not doing themselves any favors here. No, they're not. A couple, uh, couple penalties on this drive. and uh... Owen Owens was the punter last time, but it looks like they're going for it. Trips wide out to the left again. Adams in the shotgun. They'll send a man in motion, that's Trimble, and they're looking to set up a screen, but they go back towards the middle, pass is complete, and it's good enough for a first down, I believe, to Anderson. Anderson on the reception, and that's going to be good enough for a first down, all the way down to about the 31. 
Yeah, it was 31. Looks like a game of, uh, of 11. Game of 11 there on the pass over the middle from uh, Adams to uh, Anderson. So Mount Zion converts on a fourth down play and keeps the drive alive. We're at the 31 yard line for Mount Zion. And it's Adams in. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he uh, got, got across the, the pylon or not, but the uh, official says so. And uh, yeah, at one point, uh, it's a 31 yard scramble for, for Adams there as we're uh, extra point away from the tie game. And. The kicker will be Shoemaker, and the kick is up, and it's good. Old was by Adams, and Shoemaker makes it, so we're all tied up. It's 53.9 seconds to go in the opening quarter, and Mount Zion notches it up at 7. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School, Washington Field, Washington State Stadium, and the Braves tied up at 7 here. 31-yard scramble there by the quarterback, Adams. And it's going to be Shoemaker kicking it away on the kickoff. Weaver and Dunstan back to receive for the Hearts. And Shoemaker... Boots it away, and it's a straight down the middle. Who's going to take it? It's going to go to Weaver. He feels it about the three-yard line, and Weaver trying to look for room here on the left side. He's got a block. He's at the 30, and he's up at the 35 before he's pushed out of bounds. We'll see where the officials mark him out, but a decent return there for Jacob Weaver. Ryland Owens there on the push-out for Mount Zion. And FEM will take over with 46.7 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. On 33. About the 5 or 10. Yeah, about the 5. About 20, 27-yard return there or so for Weaver. Allen will be in the shotgun, and he's going to take the snap. He's looking to run on the right side, trying to turn that corner, and he can't find it. And there's going to be a flag. That was in the area of Gillum. And that's going to be an easy call there as could be a horse collar tackle that time on Mount Zion as the flags flew immediately. And they're going to pick it up. Wow. So they threw that flag immediately kind of in the area of horse collar or face mask or something. And uh, the officials are going to end up picking up the flag. So, that's going to be a loss of about two or three there. And yeah, a loss of two. Loss of two there. So, wow, okay. Rarely, rarely see that. but uh, The crowd and the heart sideline immediately reacted. And Coach Hefner has his hands up in the air here, wanting an explanation. And he's giving it to the head official there. Yeah, he, sure he finally gets back over to the sideline in position. We got 22 seconds as the clock was running the whole entire time. And Gillum's going to take the snap. He's going to hand off to a Dunstan. He finds room to run on the left side, and he turns the corner, and he's up close to the 40-yard line before he's tripped up by the Braves. And that's Trimble who tripped him up there. 
And we're inside of five seconds, so it looks like that'll do it. But Effingham will be faced with a third down and five when we start the second quarter. So we'll be back for second quarter action in one minute as it's all tied up at seven. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. MERS heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the leader. Hi, I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342-2323 or schedule through our website at MERSAC.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AO Okay, for warm, trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or MERSAC.com. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at 2 o'clock on the field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium. We're also looking at other scores from around the area this evening. Over on our sister station, WCRA, is the Cumberland Pirates there in action against the Comus. Cumberland could officially stamp their way into the postseason. They already have five wins. Let's see if they can get win number six, and we'll check in on other Apollo Conference action as well, see if Muhammad can clinch their third straight title, but it's a third down and five for the Hearts. They'll send a man in motion. Gillum's going to roll out to the right side. He throws on the run. Pass is complete to Reed, and he completes it to the 45-yard line, and he's still not down. Keep chugging along, but that's going to be good enough for a first down. So, Braden Trimble was one of the first guys there for the stop, and it's going to go up to the 41-yard line. So, a nice gainer there will give the Hearts a first down. Nice pass there from uh, Gillum to Reed to give the Hearts their third first down of the game. And it'll be a Gillum keeping it himself on the left side after an option play. and He's going to be brought down again, and then here comes a flag. Again, in the same area of the shoulder and head area. It's almost the same as the other one, and they are going to get a horse collar this time on Mount Zion. So this time they don't pick it up and they call a horse collar on the Braves taking down Gillum there. And that would have only been a two-yard gain at least, but now it's going to be more on the penalty. So they'll walk it off here and they'll be in Mount Zion territory. After the walk-off penalty, and it'll be up to the 38-yard line. So it'll be uh, Gillum in the shotgun. Got two receivers split out wide to the left. Gillum takes the snap, and he's going to keep it himself. Tries to find room up the middle, and he can't find it. As he's going to be brought down. I don't even think he got back to the line of scrimmage there. As you had uh, uh, Johnny Jordan, one of the first guys there to make the stop as well as Vincent Forey as well on the stop. Either way, it's a no-gainer there for Gillum on the design QB keeper. 
And it'll bring up second and ten. Excuse me, it's worth noting that was a 15-yard uh, penalty there on uh, Mount Zion on the horse collar horse collar tackle. It is their third penalty of the game. They've got three penalties for 30 yards. Single back formation, Gillum up under center. He'll send and read in motion, and it's going to be a play-action pass as Gillum gets by one guy, and he can't get by the rest. That's floating down just enough, a big sack all the way back there, brings him down. And loss of uh, loss of seven loss there, of seven back yards back. there yeah so a sack there for Mount Zion and brings Gillum all the way back in the backfield they're trying to set up a play action pass and Mount Zion gets them for the seven yard loss third and seventeen a third and extremely long now for the Hearts. Uh, it'll be Gillum in the shotgun. Two receivers split out wide to the left. And then Gillum will play action pass. And it's going to be complete to Reed. Did he get enough, though? Uh, he's just short of the marker, I think. And uh, so that's going to be still a nice a gainer up to close to the just shy of the 30. They're going to stay at the 32. They're going to mark it four yards short. Nice 13-yard pass yeah. and Gillum to Reed, but still short of the first down. Unfortunately, it was on third and 17. Right. Fourth and four now at the Mount Zion 32, coming up on 9-15 to go in the second. High formation here. Dunstan in the backfield. Gillum will go up under center on fourth and four. And Gillum gets Mount Zion to a jump as they went to the hard count there, and someone on the end jumped offside. I don't even know if Effian was even going to run the play there. But they went to the hard count, and they got Mount Zion to jump. They sure did. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they got the hard, hard count to get the get the first down. So, so that's going to give them free first down yardage there, and it'll be a first down and 10 for FEM on the penalty up to the 27. Fourth penalty tonight on uh, Mount Zion for uh, 35 yards. As uh, FEM, uh, yeah, like you said, some free first down yardage there. Those are the best. Best kind if you can get him. And uh, Gillum will go in more of a pistol look as Weaver will be right behind him. And Weaver, or it's going to be Gillum taking the snap. He's looking for blockers onto that right side, and he gets dragged out of bounds on the QB keeper. It's going to be a, a short game that time, but it'll be a second down after a game of about, let's say, three there. Yeah, three there for Gillum. So it'll be up to the 24-yard line that time on the short run on the quarterback keeper. And uh, so straight eye formation this time. Two receivers split out wide to the left, and Lotz is the one that's way out there. Gillum up on a center. He'll take the snap, handoff to a Dunstan, tries to find a be patient, trying to find the hole, and he turns the corner, and he gets that close to the 20-yard line before he's brought down by the Braves. It's going to be short of the line to gain, and it's going to be a third and three. Take up a four yards that time to the 20. Well, FEM, you know, chip, chipping away here like to do a short uh, third and three. Gillum will go up in our center again. Gillum will take the snap, and he hands off to Dunson, tries to find room on the left side, stiff arm to one guy. He's down the sideline. And he tries to juke out a couple more. He's spun down, and he's inside the 10-yard line. Down to the six. 
A 14-yard run there for Dunstan. And it's a first and goal at, they're going to mark him at the seven, actually. So, first and goal at the seven-yard line for the Hearts. And Gillen will go up in their center again. And Watts is the only receiver split out here to the near side. Gillen takes his nap and he'll hand off to Dunstan again, tries to find room on the up the middle, and he cuts it back, and he gets it to about the uh, – should be close to inside the five, maybe up to the three or the four. And say the three. A gain of four. So it'll be second and goal at the four-yard line. For the hearts, Gillum will go up in our center again. Gillum will take the snap, turn the handoff to a Dunson again, and that's going to be blown up in the backfield, and it's going to be tackled for a loss on the stop. And that was Carmen Schroth with the stop, blew it up in the backfield, and it's going to be a loss of one. So it'll be a third and five, third and goal at the five. Yeah, that play was pretty much blown up right to right in the beginning. Right from the beginning, right after uh, got the ball. Mount Zion was, was there to bring, bring him back. All right, here we go, third and goal of the five. And Gillum's going to shift two guys to the right. That's Reed and Webb. Gillum up on a center. He'll take the snap, and it's going to be a play-action pass, and he's going to throw on the run. Pass complete to Reed, and he spins into the end zone. Is he short? They may say he lost the ball as he was reaching out. And it's going to be Mount Zion football. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Reed was spinning around. He tried to reach out and extend for the goal line, and he lost it. And he puts it on the turf, and Mount Zion recovers. Oh, boy. As he's right at the goal line, too. They're going to spot at the one. Hunter Reed with the grab. They designed it perfectly again to Reed. This time he just lost it, trying to extend to get it across the plane. But they say he didn't break the plane, and he lost it on the fumble. So fumbles at the one-yard line here, Dom. And Mount Zion will take over. I don't know about you, Travis, but I thought I saw another horse collar tackle there by by Mount Zion. People are grabbing. and Whatever they brought him down. Yeah. It was a a no call, whether it was good or bad. Mount Zion's ball to one. And they're still in the shotgun, and Adams standing in the complete end zone at being at the one. And Adams will take the snap, and he's looking to pass. He passes across the middle, pass complete to a McAtee, and he may be close to that first down marker, and he's going to be right there. He got it. So a gain of 11 there and in a 10, and that gives him a little bit more breathing room up to the eleven. So first down and 10 for Muhammad after they take over, after Reed puts it on the turf and trying to get into the end zone and fumbles it, and Mount Zion now take over and tosses it to a Trimble and a well-designed play. One guy misses. He's at the 20. He's got the speed. He's at the 30s down the sidelines, and finally somebody is there to knock him out. As that's going to be a big gainer as... He's finally pushed out of bounds, and that was Gage Gillum who was the one to bring him down finally. Gage playing a little defense there, and it's going to bring up to the 45-yard line. 33-yard. Ooh, yeah. That was a huge play for Mount Zion. That was just a flip to Trimble as he took it on the handoff, 
and he did the rest, made one guy miss. That's what Coach Heffner was telling me about in the beginning of the week is you, that first guy's got to tackle him when Trimble gets the ball, and the first guy didn't, and he made him pay. Adams will be in the shotgun, and he's going to be a play-action pass. He's going to roll it to the right side, flips it over to Anderson, and flags fly as he gets it close to midfield, and he's brought down there. But we'll see what the penalty is. That came out early, and it's going to be the initial calls on Mount Zion, so it's going to be a hold on the Braves. So that was about a five-yard gain that time, but it's just going to be wiped out. After another penalty on Mount Zion. And it seems like it's been game in and game out. Problem for the hearts, but tonight, staying in Mount Zion, one thing that's held them back. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So, it'll be a five yard. Looks like it's just going to be. Yeah, five yard penalty here. No, it looks like more than that. I guess it was where they had to 45. I guess it'd be a 10 yard penalty. Yeah, there will be a 10 yard penalty, so it'll be a first down and 20 on the on the 10 yard holding. 5:23 to go here in the first half, as we're all tied here at seven. And Adams will be in the shotgun, and he's going to flip to Trimble again. This time they go on the opposite side of the right, but the Hearts were ready for it that time, and he didn't get very far that time. Uh, Spencer Fox was one of the guys that was keying in on him. And uh, Charlie Ring was also there on the stop. And it's going to be a a pickup of two, so second down and 18 on the short little run. Yeah, Effingham was definitely ready for that one. And so Adams will be in the shotgun. Two receivers split out on each side of the line. That's Richardson in the backfield this time, and Adams looks to the right, goes to the left, and he throws on the run. Pass complete to Anderson. He's right at the sticks before Donaldson knocks him out of bounds. That's the original line of scrimmage. That's not the first down marker. So it's a gain of eight yards, and it'll get back to the original line, third and ten. So it'll be third and ten of all at the 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line from Mount Zion. And he's got two receivers split out again on each side. Adams looking to take the snap, maybe trying to draw him off the sides as they're looking towards the sideline for the play this time. We got five seconds left on the play clock. And Adams will take the snap, just get it off. And Adams looking to throw it as he tries to hit McAtee, I think. And it's going to be incomplete. Now they're looking for Anderson. And I don't even know if the 6'6 Anderson would have even caught that if it was inbound. Overthrew him there, so that will bring a fourth down. Yeah, I don't know if Anderson would have caught that either if it would have been inbound. It's an awful, awful high, awful high yeah. speed. Even him being 6'6, he probably would have had to. Draw another five inches uh, <laughs> or jump at least another five inches and catch it. So, so Owen Owens will be on a two-way kick it away for Mount Zion. And the Donaldson's going to be standing at the 20-yard line for the Hearts to receive this punt. And a good punt as Owens gets it off. And the Donaldson's going to let it bounce as it takes a nice Mount Zion bounce. As it's going to bounce at about the 13-yard uh, line, 18-yard line. Yeah, the 18-yard line. So, after that big run, that 33-yarder by Trimble, 
nothing to show for it there for Mount Zion. They just have to punt it away. And Effingham will take over. 4.28 remaining in the half. And Effingham should have all timeouts remaining. So they'll place it at the 13-yard line, actually. So Gillum will take the snap in of the shotgun, this time starting out of their own 13-yard line. And Gillum will fake it, and he's going to go to the left side. Stiff arm, one guy, he's still on his feet, and he stumbles. Is the way up to close to the uh, ten yard or twenty yard line. Chase Fink there on the stop, and actually didn't get as much as I thought. Gained about four to the seventeen, so it'll bring up second down and six on the design QB keeper there. Under four to go here in the first half. And Gillum will go up on our center. And Gillum sends a man in motion. He hands off to a Dunstan trying to fight his way through traffic. Spins off a tackler. And he's close to the first down six. Just done that to spin enough contact tonight. Spin the name of the game for Dunstan. And they're going to move the change. That's an FEM first down. It's to about the 25-yard line, it looks like. 24. The Hearts, uh, six, six first down of the game. Figure seven-yard game that time. Gillum will go up in the center again. And Gillum will send a man in motion, take the snap. He'll turn and hand off to Dunstan again, this time the right side, trying to pick his way through, and he bounces off one guy. And he's all the way up to the, about the 35-yard line. He's right at the sticks again. So well, give him down. another first down. So another nice gainer there in 10 yards and another first down. Up to the 34. First down and 10, straight eye formation. This time coming up on three minutes to go in the half. And handoff again to two Dunstan. Why not? This time tries to find room on that left side. Tries to bounce it outside, but just can't do it. He's wrapped up before he can get anything going there that time. He may have got back to the line, but that's about it. They're actually going to give him about a three-yard out. Wow. So... That'll be a gain up to the 36-yard line. We'll give two on the board officially. Either way, it'll be a second down and eight, 230 to go in the first half. And Gillum will be up in the center. He'll take the snap, and it's going to be a play-action pass. And he steps up in the pocket, and he's hit it as he throws. And Mount Zion is going to pick it up, but that's going to be incomplete. He was hit as he threw the ball. As he threw the ball, and there was no ball, so that's an incomplete pass. And fortunate enough, because Mount Zion was right there to pick it up, they could have scooped and scored if they wanted to, just in case, but they just fell on it. But fortunate for the Hearts, it was an incomplete pass, and it's third and eight. Yeah, that was very fortunate for the Hearts. It could have uh, been bad, could have turned the other way. And Effingham's going to call the uh, timeout, so... Uh, we'll take a quick timeout as well. We'll be back in a 30 seconds for this third down play. You're listening to FEMR Football here on Jack FM. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group. And guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. 
Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Washington Field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium. We just got an update there from Matt Toon. Again, Muhammad looking for their third straight Apollo Conference title, and they're looking to keep their, well, this would be their three-year win streak going on in the Apollo as they've yet to lose since 2021, and they're up 35 to nothing in the second quarter against Matt Toon. So it looks like they're well on their way to a conference, another conference title. But it's third and eight here. We're all tight at seven with FEM at Mount Zion. Gillum in the shotgun. He's going to roll out to the right side. He plants and throws to the left to complete the read at the 40-yard line. He's at the 45, gets a nice block from Belcher, and he turns it up, and he finally knocked out of bounds close to the 40-yard line. So a nice, well-designed play again to Reed, and that is into Mount Zion territory. And it's going to be a first down for the Hearts. After that big pass play there to Reed. They're going to bring it all the way up to the other 39. So the 25-yard gain there for uh, for Reed from, uh, from Gill and Reed. That was, a, that was a nice pass. Reed was wide open, had plenty of room to run. And so Gillum will be in the shotgun, and Dunstan's to his right, and Gillum's going to keep it. And he's looking for room on the right side, and it makes one guy miss, and he ducks out of bounds. Or a decent scramble, as it looks like. It's going to be a gain. Where are they going to spot the ball? Maybe a gain of six or seven? As they're going to say a six up to the 33. On the, this was more of a design run for Gillum. He ducks out of bounds with 203 remaining. That was the first time out for FEM. And there's going to be all sorts of problems here on that one. It looks like it's going to be a pre-snap penalty on the hearts. Just someone taking, taking off a little bit too soon, too quickly. And so that's going to bounce, bounce them back five yards. And so that'll bring up second down and nine for FCM. That's the, that's the hard second penalty, their first one since that opening, one on the opening kickoff. So Gillum will go up on a center. Two receivers split out on the left side and hang off to Dunstan again. Tries to cut it back up the middle. But Mount Zion wraps him up before he can go very far. As the defensive line was there to wrap him up. Patrick Brock was one of the first guys there for the Braves to bring him down. Short gain that time. It'll bring up third and seven. So a gain of two there. And FEM face with another third down. Minute 35 to go. Ball is at the Mount Zion 36. And they'll send Belcher in motion, Gillum up on a center. And he'll take the snap, and it's a play-action pass. He avoids the rush, rolls to his left side, and he drops the football, does Gillum, and he has to fall back down on it. And uh, so another fumble on this drive, or another little mishap there, and Gillum just put it on the turf as he was trying to scramble out to do something with it. And... That's going to be a loss on the play all the way back to the 42, and that's going to be a loss of six for fourth and 13 now. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely not what you want to see there, but glad Gage Gillum was able to recover his own uh, fumble there. It could have been uh, 
self disaster for the hearts as they let the clock tick down here right before the uh, first half ends. Yeah, it's still running, so they're going to let the play clock go all the way down, and Coach Heff's going to take the timeout. Coming up at halftime, we'll check in on those other scores from around the area tonight, and there's the timeout with about one second left on the play clock. So that'll officially stop the play clock at 35.1 seconds remaining here in the first half. It's only been one score. That's right, 7-2 at 7, completely different game than it was last year with the high scoring, put them up the points. And it's not been raining at all. The, the rain hasn't, the weather hasn't affected that at all. Why it's a low-scoring affair right now, but FEM just held the ball. as uh, They've won the time of possession so far into the game. It's not allowed Mount Zion to touch the football that much. And um, we just have a low-scoring affair here, even though it was not really affected by the weather. That is a good thing for fans and players alike. And Stephen will boot it away. Trimble will be looking to return it. And he's standing about, uh, I'd say, about the 10-yard line. And Stephen gets the punt and gets it away. And Trimble is just going to let it go as it's going to bounce into the end zone for a touchback. So Trimble let it go over his head. And Mount Zion will take over 28.2 seconds left. So, again, another drive where FEM goes nine plays but all that is left to show for it is a punt yeah definitely uh definitely not what the what the hearts and coach Hefner wanted but you know you are still tied at seven 28.2 seconds left to go before the end of the first half so you can't uh you know you can't totally hang your head about about it but uh definitely definitely wanted to better on these drives as they look just here to uh hold Mount Zion minimum here before the half ends. Mount Zion does have two timeouts, so we'll see what they want to do with it. If they move the ball here, first down and 20, Adam's going to take the snap in the shotgun. He looks to throw onto that right side, and it's towards the sideline, and it's going to be incomplete, I believe. Yep, they're going to say he was out of bounds. They're looking to hit the uh, running back that time. Braden Trimble, actually, was the intended receiver. Either way, an incomplete pass and a second down and 10. 22.8 seconds remaining in the first half. And so Adams will be into the shotgun as he's just going to hand it off that time to uh, Bullhorst. And uh, so that play tells me that Mount Zion is just going to let the uh, game clock run down, and that's going to do it for the first half. The time will run out. And so after nothing to do on the first play, Mount Zion just decides to take it into the locker room, and why not? They get the ball first in the second half. As we're all tied, 7-2-7 is the score at halftime in the final regular season home game here at Colostrum Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium and the Hearts facing a much-needed win here trying to get the drive to five wins. So we're all tied here at a seven, and we'll be back here on the halftime report. We'll get the first half stats as well as we'll check in other scores from around the area. And we'll be back in a few minutes. We're all tied at seven between FEM and Mount Zion. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack Evans. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their peaceful life hot tub sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. 
with Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by f Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. Hi, I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342-2323 or schedule through our website at MERSAC.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AO Okay, for warm, trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or MERSAC.com. Now, time for the Effingham Football Halftime Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School across the field watching Savings Bank Stadium. Here in a low-scoring affair at the half between FEM and Mount Zion. We're all tied at a seven apiece here between the Hearts and the Braves here in week number eight of a school football. We'll check in on some other scores from around the area here in a second. And we'll also get to Dominic's first-half stats. But in the meantime, let's recap the scoring as there's only been one touchdown for each team, and they came on back-to-back possessions there. So it's 446 remaining. In the first quarter, it was a 34-yard touchdown run there by Weldon Dunson. And that was a four-play drive that only took a couple minutes on the clock. And Stefton would make the extra point to make it 7-2-0. On the very next possession, Zion would get it. 
and uh, they would go down uh, the field, and it would be uh, McCoby Adams, the quarterback, scrambling for a 31-yard uh, score, and the extra point was uh, good, and uh, that made uh, the score 7-7. to And, uh, again, that was, wow, 53.9 seconds remaining in the first quarter. So uh, that's all been the scoring so far as both teams, nothing doing there in that second quarter as uh, there was a uh, fumble. And we also had a a couple of punts in there for that Mount Zion drive there at the very end. Time just ran out on them as they only – Attempted basically one pass, and then they decided to uh, get it into the locker room. So uh, we're here at halftime, all tied at a 7. The uh, Red Regiment for the Hearts' final home performance here uh, this evening. And it's been a staff appreciation night as well. Each football player chose an administrator, teacher, someone that impacted their life within the uh, Unit 40 uh, school system were honored today. It didn't matter whether it was teachers, there was some guidance counselors, there was some custodians and uh, some cooks out there as well for the Uniforty School District. So a special night that they do every uh, single year. And this was one uh, tonight and a final home game for the uh, 13 seniors, or at least for the final regular season home game. The Hearts are looking for more. But we talked about in the pregame show that uh, they need to get to a five wins, and uh, they got this one this week, and they uh, close out the Apollo play tonight. But then they close it, close out the regular season next week against Centralia. Centralia, two and five on the season, so possibly a, a winnable game in week nine. You'd say from record wise, but hey, before next week, we got to finish off Mount Zion. And uh, currently, right now, we're tied at seven between the Braves and the Hearts. Right, don't count your chickens before they're half. And uh, as we take a look at some stats here, uh, first for uh, Effingham, rushing, uh, Gage Gillum has uh, got nine carries for seven yards. Weldon Dunson's got 16 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Uh, passing, Gage Gillum is uh, four for six for 67% and 49 yards. Uh, receiving, uh, Reed's got two catches for 28 yards. And Webb's got uh, two catches for uh, 21 yards. As the only scoring play, as Travis mentioned, for Effingham, 34-yard rushing touchdown by uh, by Weldon Dunstan. They almost had another one there, but uh, Reed caught it, and as he was trying to stretch out to get the ball over the pylon, he, uh, he was tackled and fumbled it and gave the ball back to Mount Zion. Uh, and, and, excuse me, speaking of Mount Zion, some stats for the Braves. Uh, McCovey Adams rushing. He's got uh, two rushes for uh, 23 yards and uh, one touchdown. And uh, Bullhorse has got five rushes for uh, 10 yards. And Trimble's got one rush for uh, two yards. Adams, he's uh, passing. He's uh, six for nine, also for 67%. He's got uh, 80, 82 yards passing. Uh, Braves, uh, Braves receiving. Trimble's got two catches for 43 yards. McAtee's got two catches for for 20 yards, and Anderson's got uh, two catches for for 19 yards. Uh, penalties for Mount Zion are definitely uh, leading in, in that category. Something you don't uh, really want to want to lead in. They've got uh, five penalties for 45 45 yards. FEM's got two penalties for for 
25 yards. So uh, I guess Effingham winning winning that battle, but uh, definitely could be a, a different different game there. It had uh, Reed not fumble the ball there at the, the one one yard line, but uh, it is what it is. You know, Effingham, you know, still still very much alive in this game as a tied you know tied seven to seven. You know, you think coming into this game, you know, Effingham, you know, definitely needing these next two victories to uh, be playoff eligible. And, uh, you know, you look at the FEM record being three and four, Mount Zion being uh, six and one, you know, they're only, only lost to uh, Muhammad Seymour. It just seems like a, a daunting task, but uh, so far the FEM's uh, stick, sticking right with Mount Zion. And I, you know, just, if FEM just keeps, keeps doing what they're doing to me, you know, just minimizing, they haven't really made too many, too many mistakes. Um, you know, that one fumble, you can't really blame that on Reed. You know, he was trying to reach over. Trying to score. Trying to score, you know, get the ball across the pylon, you know. Yep. So you can't, I mean, yeah, he fumbled the ball, but you can't, you know, you can't blame him for doing what he did. So, um, I mean, other than that, that's really the only only blemish uh, for Effingham so far. So, um, for Mount Zion, you know, it's definitely been, definitely been, uh, been penalties that Coach Edison, I'm sure, isn't, uh, isn't happy with, but, uh, you know, uh, he seems giving up, giving up one score and, uh, you know, Effingham definitely wants to, you know, get their, get their, uh, win of last one of the regular season on their home field for sure and, uh, move on to next week. But, uh, got, got to finish this game first and, uh, I just, you know, just keep, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, Effingham. And, uh, I think, uh, I think they'll, Come away, come away victorious here tonight. <laughs> As it's the uh, final regular season home game here at Cosham Field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium. So uh, they celebrated the 13 seniors on uh, senior night and uh, the first home game of the season, but uh, last home game here for uh, some of the senior football players, Gage Gillum, uh, Jacob Weaver, Cameron Raddatz, Andrew Lott, Zach Donaldson, Spencer Fox, Maddox Burner, Brady Stortham, Will Henderson, Eli Minendorf. Hunter Reed, Logan Kessler, and uh, Charlie Ring as well celebrating the regular season finale here at FEM High School. And uh, coming up here as we continue on uh, the uh, pregame show, we'll check in on other scores uh, from around uh, the uh, area and uh, see how everybody's doing. And we'll see uh, the update on the broadcast schedule as well this upcoming weekend as well. On the way here at halftime as it's all tied at seven apiece between FEM and Mount Zion. We'll be back in a, a few minutes. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack of M. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. 
Weston Company Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School, classroom field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. Let's take a look at other scores from around the area. We're all tied here at 7-7 seven seven between Effingham and Mount Zion. At the half in uh, basically uh, the de facto Central Illinois Conference Championship game as both teams are undefeated in the CIC at Shelbyville, continuing uh, the uh, their great season as they're up at half 22-6 to over Clinton. Uh, at the half, it is Arthur over Arcola, and that one just hit the uh, basically the bottom of the fifth there because there is an 8-7 to score at halftime there. Uh, Mount Carmel is up 34 to nothing against Marshall. All tied at a six at halftime between Paris and Robinson. You have Pena uh, leading in the second quarter against Litchfield, 15 to 13. Villa Grove is leading over Sagamon Valley, 26 to uh, zero. As we mentioned in the last report, we had early on in the second quarter, Muhammad Seymour was in the lead against Mattoon, 35 to nothing, and uh, that would be the uh, third straight Apollo Conference Championship if Muhammad gets the win. Uh, there against Mattoon to close out of the uh, conference season there. Uh, Carlinville is leading 7 to nothing against Hillsboro. Uh, Charleston, 21 to nothing against Taylorville. And I think that's all the scores uh, from around uh, the area that I have here. Again, it's Mount Zion uh, versus uh, FEM here, and we're all tied at uh, 7. And uh, we got action uh, tonight over on WCRA, Cumberland and Nacomas. Going on there, uh, Nakoma's trying to keep their playoff chances alive. Cumberland trying to uh, officially punch their ticket with their sixth win of the season uh, tonight. Also, uh, some other games on our sister station. We got Illini football tomorrow. One of 30 will be uh, the uh, pregame show, and 2.30 will be the kickoff for Illinois and Maryland. Terrapins favored by 13.5 points. As we stand here, it was a rough one last Friday against Nebraska. There, Dominic actually and Dominic and I actually contemplated on catching the fourth quarter of that Illinois-Nebraska game, but then we decided against it as we decided to just head back to the game after that forty-seven nothing loss. But I think we just didn't want to sit out any more in the cold there that last was, week. That was that was I had a lot to do with the travel. That was a big reason. One of the main, one of the main reasons for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Illinois will try to bounce back tomorrow, and uh, then we also have some uh, NFL football action 
on 98.9 The Game as well as we got San Francisco 49ers against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Browns going with another quarterback as they ruled Deshaun Watson out there. So 49ers uh, favored by a lot there now. I think it was like 9.5 or 10 points last time I saw. And then also, uh, don't forget, on Monday, we got uh, uh, Major League Baseball as well. I believe both games of the ALCS and NLCS games will be on the air on a Monday. Of course, the ALCS will begin on Sunday with the Rangers against the Astros. And then Monday will be the first game for the Phillies and the Diamondbacks here in Philadelphia. There's four teams remaining in the baseball season. And we'll have to wait till February for the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Cardinals spring training schedule for them to play. Thought I that I mentioned that. Uh, next week, we are traveling into Centralia for the uh, final week of the uh, regular season. Will the Hearts be uh, 500 fighting for their fifth win? We'll have to see uh, as both teams are out there on the uh, field getting warmed up now as we had a couple of uh, spe- uh, special presentations as we had uh, Sid Keebler being honored uh, here tonight as well as uh, PA announcer Scott Mosier or Scott Mosier, I should say, uh, was honored there at halftime. So a little bit more of an extended halftime as we honor a couple of those gentlemen here at FEM High School. But it will give me enough time to uh, remind you about uh, and thank some of the FEM Heart sponsors for bringing the broadcast all season long. They include Rush Truck Center's uh, Dietrich Bank, Merce Heating and Air Conditioning, Crossroads Truck Equipment, FEM Veterinary Clinic, Weber's Jewelry, Weston Company, Web pools and spas, and also bringing you FEM touchdowns this year. We already had one in this game. That's looking my chicken, pulling my pork, a barbecue. Their new location, they're located right outside of the Truckers Pub, 1707 Avenue of Mid America. Their new temporary location. Their same hours stand as they're open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. until they're sold out. So uh, come out and enjoy their food truck experience just outside their new temporary location, the Trucker's Pub, 1707 Avenue of Mid-America. Their mouth-watering meats are slow-smoked to perfection and covered in their signature rub. They'll leave you wanting more. Come on down to the Trucker's Pub and give it a try. They promise you won't regret it. So we appreciate them all for being the touchdown sponsor. I know. Very good. Very good. A barbecue. They do it right over there. I look at my chicken and pour my pork barbecue. No matter where they are set up, they're also available for uh, catering events as well. If you're interested in any uh, public or private events, weddings, anything like that, they got you covered. Uh, I believe that they they actually catered the meal. This week for the FEM Hearts. Awesome. This week. So uh, the Hearts are about ready. And Mount Zion is headed towards their sideline as well. Again, Mount Zion, they deferred as they won the toss. So they'll get the ball first here to uh, start off the uh, second half. And we're all tied up at 7. Thankfully, the rain uh, stopped uh, stopped just before 6 o'clock. Maybe a few sprinkles and a drizzle hung around there at 6 o'clock. So luckily, the weather Hasn't been a factor at all. I don't know if they could account for Gillum dropped the ball uh, one time. And, uh, of course, that big fumble there by Reed reaching out for the uh, to break the plane of the goal line as well. But 
so far, no raindrops have fallen during the game. So we are appreciative of that. And we're about ready to start the second half here. Happy in Mount Zion. Travis, there's one score I want to mention. I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but the uh, former uh, foe for uh, Effingham earlier this season, Breeze Modern Day, they are beating uh, Decatur St. Teresa to 32 to 7. 32 to 7. Shows here with a minute left in the second quarter is the update, update I have. So, uh, you know, uh, mm. Modern Day continuing their great season and, uh, my how uh, St. Teresa has, has fallen. They must have, uh, don't know too much about their situation, but must have lost a lot of talent off their uh, state championship team uh, last year. Definitely uh, struggling this year. And they also they are an independent this year as they were voted out of the uh, CIC, so they played an independent schedule. They put a lot of tough teams on the sure. schedule, and, of course, Coach Ramsey retired after last season's state title for St. T and former linebacker for Illinois, Brett Miller, their defensive coordinator, took over as the head coach this year. But uh, always nice to get some more playoff points from uh, an opposing team, and it looks like that's what they're doing. Uh, there was the uh, uh, leading so far for modern day. Uh, Stefton will be uh, kicking it off, and uh, Trimble, one of the guys back there to receive it for Mount Zion, as we get underway here into the uh, second half, and that's going to back up Trimble all the way into the end zone for a touchback, as that's where he fielded that ball. So it'll be first down for Mount Zion on the touchback. That was a nice job there by uh, by Sefton who kicked that ball, kicked that ball deep, and the sure he wanted to try to pin him is in the 10 or the 5, but uh, just a touchback nonetheless, and that's where Mount Zion will start from uh, the 20-yard line as uh, they look to uh, start out start out this drive with, uh, you know, with the game still tied at 7. Looks like they, you know, they wanted to get the, you know, keep the momentum and uh, keep it going, and uh, now somebody, somebody lost the flag, or is there a flag on the Effingham, I saw one of the Effingham coaches throw a flag back to the official there, so I'm not sure it was just an errant flag was given back to him or what happened there. Well, I think I believe he just lost it out of his pocket, but they're just ta- they're talking, and I guess there was a uh, penalty on Mount Zion as they are uh, walking it back. It looks like there was a, a call against the Braves, maybe an unsportsmanlike conduct. Either way, it's going to be a half a distance to the goal of the 10-yard line now. So wow. that's going to be another penalty on Mount Zion to back them up at their own 10 to start off the second half. Mount Zion's sixth penalty of the night for 55 Adam, yards. hands off to a tremble, and that's going to go nowhere. As they are just all miscombobulated there. As I don't think any Mount Zion player except for Adams and Trimble knew they were starting that play. So that's going to be a loss. And that's going to be a loss of three all the way back to the seven-yard line. As this FEM crowd here starts to get hyped here to start off the second half. Oh, yeah, I'm pinned, pinned deep, in their, deep in their own territory here. So, again, we'll make something happen. Second and 14 at their own six-yard line is where they're going to spot it. And Adams in the shotgun. And he'll take the snap. He goes into the end zone here. And he scrambles to his right side. He's going to tuck it down and run. Michael Love trying to. 
be a chase them down, and actually it's going to be a Cobra line there on the stop, and that's going to be a scramble of about four yards, so it's still going to be a third and long. Third and ten is what it's going to bring up. So it'll move the ball back where we started from, their own ten-yard line for Mount Zion. Third down and ten. As Hart sideline trying to get the crowd fired up here on this big third down. As we're just underway here at the start of the second half, we're still tied at seven. And Adams looks back at the play clock as it's winding down, finally gets it off, and Adams looking to throw, throws across the middle, and they're looking for Trimble. Actually, it's going to be, it is Trimble. And it's going to be right at the sticks. They're going to give it to him. So a gain of 10 yards that play to the 21-yard line on that pass to Trimble. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if he got, he got it either. It's uh, right there at the 19.5, 20-yard line, but they're going to give it to him. So the first and 10, new set of downs for the Braves. Adams in the shotgun. Two receivers split out here on the near side, handoff. And a handoff to the tailback, and Effingham's not going to let him go very far. Bullhorse there on the carry. Gessler and Coverline there. A couple of guys on the stop for the Hearts. And that's going to bring up a gain of two, so it'll be up to the 23. FEM's uh, run defense doing doing a great job there on the defensive line, not allowing too many rushing yards here tonight for Mount Zion. Adamson tremble in motion, and there's a flag before the play can get underway. And they're going to get Mount Zion with a false start here. As they were sending Trimble in motion. And it's going to be a false start on the Braves. So again, another penalty on Mount Zion. They'll back him up here on the second down play. Second and 13 here. Seven penalties for 60 yards tonight for Mount Zion. Very uncharacteristic for Mount Zion Braves team. And it's going to be Adams sending another man in motion. That's Trimble. They're going to hand off to him. He tries to turn the corner, makes one guy miss, tries to catch another block, and he's going to spin out of bounds for a short gain that time. So they keep Trimble in check there. Uh, It's going to be uh, about third and about ten. So only a gain of three yards that time. Back to the original line of scrimmage. That's a 21-yard line, a third down, and a 10. As it'll be Mount Zion trying to convert it down. And it'll be Adams in the shotgun. Bullhorse there right behind him, so a little bit of a pistol look. And Adams takes the snap. He's looking to throw. He throws it to the sideline, and it's going to be, did he catch it in bounds? I don't think so. Incomplete. As they were looking ahead, Jacob Harvey on the sidelines. And that's going to be incomplete. So that'll bring up fourth down. It was, it was definitely a nice pass by Trimble to Harvey. He did catch it, just, uh, just wasn't in bounds. So uh, nice job there by uh, by the FEM defense. He's going to force uh, Zion to punt here on uh, fourth and ten. So a big stop there as it'll be uh, punting it away, yeah. Will be Mount Zion for Owen Owens. And Donaldson's going to stand about midfield. They're going to let it bounce there and take a Mount Zion bounce, and it'll roll 
all the way down here to about the 38-yard line is where they're going to mark it, it looks like. So, after a couple of first downs, nothing cooking. Again, for Mount Zion, they just have to punt it away. And so it'll be a first down and 10 for the Hearts at their own 38-yard line with 8.27 remaining in the third. The penalties, as I mentioned, just killing killing Mount Zion tonight. Uh, seven seven penalties for, for 60 yards, but they're still still tied here, 7-7 seven to seven with 8.27 left to go in the third quarter. Gillum up in the center, two receivers split out to the left. They're just going to hand it off to Dunstan right up the middle. He got hit in the backfield. That slowed him down just enough for the Braves to come in and tackle him down. Patrick Brock, one of the first guys there for the stop, and Cameron Schroth as well. Also in there on the stop for Mount Zion. Two-yard gain that time for Dunstan. So to bring up second and eight. And a Gillum will go up on our center again. And a Gillum will take the snap. He'll hand off to Dunstan again. It looks for room on the right side. And a nice block. He's at the 50. And he spins around. He's still on his feet. He's finally knocked out of the 40-yard line. The other 40. So a big run there again by Dunstan. And that's an FEM first down. 20-yard pickup there for, for Dunstan from uh, 140 to the other. He uh, broke loose down the sideline and was able to do a spin move to get a few more yards there. That began gets another first down. I got those, their ninth first down so in the scheme so far. Also got some nice blocking there as well. And Gillum will take the snap. He's going to look to run on the right side. And he's trying to turn that corner. He lowers his head and he's tackled there as it's about a three-yard gain. On the keeper. And short in there on the stop for Mount Zion. So that's going to be a gain of actually two, they're going to say, up to the 38. Evigan needs to take a, take advantage of this this drive here in this uh, field position and the momentum they got. Gillum will be in the shotgun this time. Dunstan is to his left as they're going to roll out to that left side. Gillum with the football. He's going to just keep it on the design run, and there's a flag. That uh, comes out here, so we'll see what this is on. As Gillum got a short little run, he's just shy of the 35, so we'll wait to see what this penalty is. And it's going to be a hold on Effingham. So the flag came out, and it was in that direction. And uh, sure enough, it's on Effingham. And so that'll back him up a little bit here on this second down play. We'll see where they walk it off to. Is a five-yarder or a ten-yarder? Let's just be like a five-yarder, ten-yarder, ten yards. Ten-yard, ten-yard penalty there. That's uh, FBM's third, third penalty of the night for uh, thirty-five yards. So it'll be second down and a seventeen, and they'll send him Belcher in motion. They're going to hand it off to him, trying to get it on the toss, and he's got some blockers. He's up past the forty-yard line. On to the end of round four, Belcher. And he's up to close to the 36, so an 11-yard gain that time. will bring up third and six. On the jet sweep for Belcher. Nice uh, nice little gain there for, for Belcher on the uh, jet sweep there. And uh, third and six for, for Effingham, definitely, uh, definitely manageable here. Coming up on six minutes to go here in the third. Gillen will be up on our center. 
And Gillum takes the snap. He's going to hand off to Dunson, trying to find room on the left side. Makes one guy miss, but can't get by the second guy. And wraps him up there for the Braves. And that's going to be Johnny Jordan there on the stop. And that's going to be a no-gainer. So that will bring up fourth and five. Nothing doing that time there for Dunstan. And so fourth and five at their own, or at the Mount Zion 35. They're going for it. So here we go. Gillum up on his center. Lots split out wide here. They'll shift the web and read to the right. Stack that right side. And Gillum takes the stamp hands off to uh, Dunstan. He cuts it back up the middle, and he's got room to run. And he turns the corner, and he's out of bounds. And so that's a first down and some inside the 15-yard line. And that's going to be up to the 15, so a 20-yard gain there for Dunstan. Nice gain there by Dunstan. So another big run there for Dunstan. And it's a first down and a 10 at the 15-yard line. And it's going to be Gillum up at the center. And Gillum takes the snap. He's going to hand it off to Dunstan again, tries to find room up the middle again. And he's got a decent gain there, gain of about, I'd say, six or seven where the referee is standing at. And maybe not quite that much. Uh, About three. Yeah, gain of three there. Up to the 12. So it'll be second down and a seven. Four or 40 to go here in the third. We're still tied at seven, but FEM looking to change that. As Gillum in the shotgun, Dunstan just to his left. We got one split out here to the right. And it's going to be a keeper for Gillum. He pulled it out of the chest of Dunstan, and it's going to be a short gain that time as Gillum kept it himself on the option. Brock Trump there on the stop for Mount Zion. That's going to take it up to the 11, so a gain of one that time on the keeper. Yeah, the Mount Zion defense was uh, was ready for that one. Effingham faces uh, third and six here with uh, 405 left to go here in the third quarter. Third and uh, six. We'll see what Effingham draws up here. Have it at the 11-yard line. The dreaded 11-yard line from last week. As the Gillum will be in the shotgun. Dunstan's to his right. They'll uh, shift Reed in motion. And Gillum takes the snap, and Gillum's looking to run it all the way. He's trying to turn the corner. He's got the corner. He cut back. Nice cut back. He's into the end zone. Touchdown. Gage Gillum on 11-yard run. And FEM is on top, 13-7. to Nice cut back there by, by Gillum to, to find, find the open hole and run that in for the 11-yard touchdown. And, uh, 13-7 right now. FEM lead as uh, Michael Sefton comes on for the uh, extra point. Donaldson will be on it to hold. As FEM takes the lead here in the third quarter, kick is up, and it is good for Michael Sefton. And that puts up FEM 14-7, 3.41 go in the third quarter. And we'll be right back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football. Jack FN. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group. And guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. 
We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School, Clarkson Field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium. And Effingham goes on top here after that 11-yard run for Gage Gillum. And that puts them up 14-2-7. and two seven. Here with 341 to go in the third. Yeah, Gillum just did a, a nice job there initially. We ran into, uh, ran into some trouble, was able to, to bounce back and find the open hole and cut back and uh, run it into the end zone for Effingham to lead to 14-7 to with 341 left to go in the third quarter. McAtee and a Trimble, they are going to be back to receive it. That's going to be a Trimble as he catches it on a hop about the 15-yard line. He's got room to run on the right side, trying to juke up to about the 35. And it looks like that Trimble and McAtee were back there to receive the kickoff, and they were doing a little uh, flip-flop as the ball was still in the air at that point. As you think, Stefton was trying to kick it away from Trimble, but kind of hard when both guys are moving. You don't know where exactly he's going to go. So uh, it's still a return up to about the 35 is where they're going to spot it from Mount Zion and take over. Evan Gims, uh defense doing a, doing a great job. Great job so far here tonight. Their, their run defense and the uh, you know, pass defense, defensive all around, doing a great job tonight holding Mount Zion here so far to seven points. And uh, We'll tell you if they can hold them keep keep it in my bay here. Trip split out wide. Uh, it's going to be Adams looking uh, towards McAtee's way, and that's going to be way overthrown, incomplete. As Martin was there on the coverage, going step for step with McAtee there, just overthrown by Adams, incomplete. I think, I think McAtee thought maybe that pass was going to be a little short because he did kind of stop. Stop, stop yeah. Stop. Uh, if he would have kept going, he might, have, he might have caught it. But I think he thought it was going to be uh, shorter than what it was. But uh, nonetheless, an incomplete pass. And Mount Zion will uh, try again. And Effingham will uh, do their job on defense. Trips split out to the right this time. As Adam takes the snap high snap. And he's going to hand off to Richardson that time. And he's going to be brought down for a short gain as Mindendorf was one of the first guys there to bring him down on Richardson's first carry. And that's going to be a gain of about two yards that time. So it'll bring up third and eight. Coming up on three minutes to go. We got trips split out here to the near side. And one single guy over there on the right. Yep, that's Trimble, number 11. We're going to account for where he's at. As Adams will take the snap in the shotgun. Adams takes the snap, and it's going to be a fake, and it's going to be a throw across the middle, and they were looking for Anderson, and that's going to be incomplete. Has nice coverage there again, and that's Gage Gillum. As that's going to bring a fourth down. So incomplete pass there trying to hit Anderson, and the Mount Zion now just might have to punt it away. That was nice coverage there by uh, Gillum was all over uh, Gillum was all over Anderson Anderson there and uh, just either tipped it away or Anderson couldn't hold on to it because it was right there in the numbers. Owen Owens will punt it away. Donaldson will be standing about the 35. He's going to call for a fair catch and at the last second he just lets it go and luckily it takes just a small bounce 
for Mount Zion, so really no harm, no done uh, there after Johnson. I can guess himself, and uh, Mount Zion had downed it there, and I think they'll spot it about the 26, 27. That's what they're going to say, actually. But either way, it's a three and out for Mount Zion. So FEM will take over at 234 to go in the third. Yeah, it was a nice jump there by Donaldson after initially calling the, the fair catch. He, uh, Mount, Mount Zion was coming and uh, just didn't want to want to mess with it, so uh, left to go was definitely a great decision by him. Could have been a disaster, but another great job by FEM's defense holding Mount Zion to three and out there. Gilman will be up in the center again. He takes a snap. He's going to hand off to Dunstan, tries to cut it back up the middle, and he got to about the 30-yard line, but that's about it where he was finally brought down. So, you know, about three yards that time for Dunstan. So, it'll be a Belcher, the one going over to Coach Hess and getting the play and running it into Gage. And so it'll be a second down and a seven, the ball at their own 30-yard line, and it'll be... Gillum in the shotgun this time. Belcher split out there wide. They'll send him in motion, and they're going to hand out to Belcher on the jet sweep, trying to turn the corner on the right side. And a nice tackle there by Mount Zion to not let him go very far. As that was stopped there by Joey Jordan. And that's going to be a gain of about maybe two or three. And say two, so it'll be up third and five. Minute 25 to go in the third. Hart sideline trying to get FEM crowd up here for this third down, and Gilman will be in the shotgun. It's Belcher and Lott split out wide to the left. They'll send Belcher out in motion again. This time Gillen fakes it. He's looking to pass, throws it across the middle, and that's going to be uh, tipped at the line, and they're going to be pick it up as they're going to say it was a fumble. As Again, another one of those plays where it looked like they were going to pass it, but it just went out of Gillum's hands. That's a straight fumble, and Mount Zion's going to recover. Wow. It just slipped out of his hands, and it hit someone, and whether it was from Mount Zion's defensive line or an offensive lineman, it just bounced back, and Mount Zion will recover. I saw the ball uh, ball fly out of his hands, but I didn't know. Uh, An odd play there. It it was odd. I didn't know exactly. how it all happened, but none, nonetheless, Mount Zion uh, catches a break. Is, uh, yep, Gil, take Gil, over at the 29. Gillen fumbles a great field position here, and uh, only down by seven with a minute two left to go in the third. Great chance to get back in the ball game for the break. At the FEM 29, Adams will be in the shotgun with a minute two remaining in the third, so Mount Zion will take over after that fumble, and Adams will hand it off to Bullhorse there, and he's trying to pull his way forward, and... Uh, he got a short game before he's wrapped up by the Hearts defense. And so that's a gain of two, they're going to say, on a short run. Mike Love and Donaldson there on the stop. As the clock will continue into a roll, we're under 35 seconds to go in the third. Mount Zion trails here 14-7. They're trying to capitalize on that fumble. They got trips split out wide to the right. And Adams in the shotgun. And Adams takes the snap. He's looking over towards that way. Here comes the rush. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket. And he's just going to have to throw it away. He goes towards the sideline. And he's trying to hit Trimble. 
Well, that was going to be incomplete. He was just trying to get it away that time, I think, more than anything. And so that'll be a third down and eight on yeah, the incompletion. You're, you're right there, Travis. He's just trying to trying to uh, get get away, not you know, not get sacked or anything, and uh, lose any more yards as he's being uh, chased there by the uh, FEM defender there towards the Mount Zion sideline. I think that was Metzner there was applying the pressure for the heart. So quickly, Mount Zion is faced with a third and eight at the FEM twenty seven. And the trips split out there to the right again. Trimble's on to the inside. And Adams takes a snap, and he's looking to the outside, going uh, for the corner of the end zone or the corner of the pylon, and they're going to say it was complete. Completed to Harvey. Jacob Harvey makes the reception inside the five-yard line. And that's going to set up a Mount Zion, a first and goal. At about... The two-yard line, actually, is where they're going to spot the ball. 25-yard pass there from uh, Adams to Harvey. Bunch Harvey. formation, and Adams is going to try to push forward as he keeps pushing, and the Hearts are trying to rip the ball away. And Coverline, one of the people trying to rip it away from Adams, kind of like one of those plays you see in the NFL, the tush-push right. a little bit. But Hearts deny him, so they'll flip ends of the field. And after... Three quarters of play is FEM 14, is Mount Zion 7, but Mount Zion has a second goal at 1, so we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FEM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by F&M Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Caution the Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium here at Mount Zion. I'm knocking on the door. It'll be second and goal at the one, but another couple of honorees here as they were honoring Scott Moser there. Uh, again, the longtime PA announcer is going to be his final game, and Mr. Waltman as well, final regular season game as well here for football. And it's going to be Adams. Going to go up on a center bunch formation again and try for the push, and he comes out of the pile, and he goes towards the end zone, and he goes in, and he's in, touchdown. So he faked it going up the middle and then bounced it out of the outside, and Adams gets his second rushing touchdown, and we're one point away from a tie game. That was unique. That was that was unique. Yeah, I thought he was going to do the, the push as well, and he, he started to. Then he backed out and rolled out, and uh, found some open space, and was able to take it in for the uh, for the touchdown. So uh, yeah, one point away from a 
tie game here. Adams will be the holder, and Schumacher will be on to kick the point after, and the kick is up, and it is good. So we're all tied at 14. One play into the fourth quarter is 14-14, and we'll be back in another 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their peaceful life hot tub sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Effingham High School, Clarkson Field, Washington Savings Bank Stadium. And one play into the fourth quarter, it's a tie game again. One-yard touchdown run in there by Adams' second rushing touchdown. And FEM will get the ball back here as Mount Zion. They capitalize on that FEM turnover, starting in a good field position at the 29. And they cash in for seven points. That'll be a Weaver back to receive the kickoff from Shoemaker. And Dunstan will be back there as well. They're standing about the five-yard line. And a Shoemaker boots it away. It's a low line drive kick. It's going to have to be taken by an up back, or actually it's going to be Weaver returning. He goes all the way back to the left, tries to juke out a man, and he's going to be stopped right there, not getting past the 25-yard line. That was a nice little run back there by Weaver. He tried to tried to juke there to get get, the, get some more yards and was unable to. But, uh, you know, decent, decent starting field position here for, for Effingham at the uh, 20, 25, 26 yard line there, and uh, you know nothing, nothing to freak out about. You know if you're Effingham, it's just tied four, 14 to 14. Um, you know no reason to push too hard or, or anything like that. And 11:45 uh, left to go in the in the game here. So to be a Gillum in the shotgun, send a man in motion. That's Belcher coming to take this one. They fake it that way, and Gillum's going to scramble out. And he throws on the run, and they're trying to hit lots, and it was just too high, incomplete. Throwing on the run. Well, it's Gillum on the play action, and it'll bring up second down. He did have lots, lots wide open there, but it was, yeah, like you said, just couldn't hit him. Just couldn't hit him. It was, uh, it was too high. Um, one of those plays, I'm sure you want to want to have back, but uh, it is what it is. We go to uh, second and ten here for Effingham is uh, look to. Keep this drive going and uh, put some more points on the board. So it'll be uh, Gillum up on the center. Second down and 10. Gillum will take the snap. He'll turn and hand off to uh, Dunstan trying to find room to run. He's trying to bounce out the outside, and he spins around. He's still on his feet, and he finally gets a drug down there. As he is close to the 35, just shy. So they're going to stay to the 34, 29. Gain of eight there. 34, yeah. I was right the first time. You knew it, Travis. You just knew it in your gut. Sometimes they can get thrown off here, the depth perception in the, in the booth. And it's going to bring up third down and a two. They're on 34. Gillum will go up on a center, single back formation. And Gillum's going to push his way forward for the QB sneak. As it looks like he initially got it. 
Uh, just enough to QB sneak it there, and he did just enough to get it. Yeah. You know, about two or three there. And it's going to move it up to the 38. So Hearts will take over on a new set of downs. Sometimes Travis just enough and it's all you need. And that's all what, you need. That's what FPM got there is a, another first down or 11th of the game. Just to keep it going, they'll hand off to Dunstan again. He cuts it back to the left side, tries to step on my man at the 40, but he can't quite get away from him. And he's going to be brought down and tackled. Johnny Jordan there on the stop again for Mount Zion. And uh, that's going to be a gain of about, about four. That's what, that's what it looks like to be a game of about, about four. They haven't made any changes on the scoreboard yet. There they go. Gain of four for Dunstan. So coming up on a ten minutes to go, there I say regulation between these two teams after last year's game with the OT. They'll send Belcher in motion again, get him up on a center this time. They'll fake it, and Gillum's going to roll out to his right side, trying to find a man. He's going to tuck it down and run. He's got the first down and some. He's at the 45, and he gets brought down. And he almost sprung that as the Mount Zion, the absolute last person to get him down. And that's a big scramble and run there for Gillum. And uh, we're in Mount Zion territory all the way to the 36. 22-yard game yeah. there for, for Gillum. Yeah, the very last person in Mount Zion had to tackle him, tackle him, and probably saved his touchdown there. It did. So it'll be all the way up to the 36-yard line in Mount Zion territory. Gillum will be in the shotgun this time. They'll send the raid in motion to the left side. And then Gillum will keep it himself. He's going to hand off the middle, and he almost sprung it again. Just shy of the 25-yard line that time. And so another good run there for Gillum. And that's going to be a first down, they say. Yeah, they're going to give it to him. And, uh, yeah, so exactly, exactly 10 yards. Exactly 10, yeah. Just enough. Move those chains to the 26-yard line. New set of downs for FEM coming up on nine minutes to go in the game. And Gillum's going to be in the shotgun again. Dunstan is to his left. And Gillum will take the snap, and he's going to keep it himself again. He's looking for room up the middle, but he's not going to find a lot there this time on the keeper for Gillum. And uh, he got back to the line, but I think that's about it. So a no gain that time. Bring up second down and 10. And all the way to the 26-yard line here in Mount Zion territory, all tied at 14. If he wants to keep driving, uh, put some more in the end zone again and uh, take back the lead here. Eighth play of the drive before the hearts. And two receivers split out here on the near side. Gillum will take the snap under center. He'll turn and hand off to Dunstan, tries to squirt free on that left side, cuts it back up the middle, and gets it close to the 20-yard line, maybe right at. 20. That's where they're going to mark him. So, game of six. So, we have second and four. So, actually, we have third and four. Third and four at the 20. So, the hearts get the play. It's going to be a lot split out wide, but uh, traditional. 
Lining up here, Gillum on the center. He'll take the snap handoff to a Dunson. He tries to be patient, tries to cut it back up the middle, but uh, not allowing Dunson to get anything going. Jordan just held on for dear life there. And uh, Mount Zion was able to uh, tackle him, and actually they're going to stop him and bring out fourth and four. So a loss of one that time, or a gain of one, I should say. And so fourth and three at the 19-yard line. Gillum will go all the way to Coach Hess to get the play. And also just brings that clock down even more, too. So Hearts are looking to go for it. And so fourth and three. There we go. Big play here. As Gillum will go up in the center. And then Gillum will send Webb and Reed in motion to stack the right side. And that's going to force the hand of Coach Etherton to call the timeout on fourth down. So we'll see if... Uh, Stefton will come out. I think that they will send him out, but we'll wait for that as we return. And uh, coming up here, we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to uh, FM High School. FEM will be uh, faced with a uh, fourth and three. We'll see if the offense comes back out there. Sure enough, it will. I thought they were, a chef was going to send Stetson out there, but instead, on fourth and a three, the Hearts are going to go for it at the 19. There we go, fourth and three. Gillum up on a center. Now send Webb and Reed to the right. Webb up on her, or Gillum up on her center, and Gillum's going to play action pass, and they're going to hit Reed again. Pass complete at the 15-yard line, and he's up to the 10. So a first down for the Hearts. As FEM hits Reed again on that money play. And that's a first down of four FEM. And they're going to spot it at the 10, so a nine-yard gain. So it should be a first and goal at the 10. And Gillum will go up on the center. And Gillum takes the snap. He'll hand off to Dunstan. Dunstan cuts it back up the middle. He's still on his feet, still on his feet, carrying it into the end zone. Touchdown, Effingham. Ten-yard run for Dunstan. His second score of the night. And it's Effingham on top, 20-14. to 14. 6-10 remaining. As Dunstan cut it back up the middle and stayed on his feet. And spins himself into the end zone for a 10-yard score. And Donaldson on, and the kick is going to be good, but there is a flag that came out. I thought that was the ball at first, but the extra point is good. We'll wait to see what the flag was about. As that's going to be too many men on the field for Mount Zion, so that's going to be a fourth on the kickoff. Either way, the kick the kick was good aboard Stefton. So it's 21-14, FEM in the lead. 
6-10 to go here in the game. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FE Mars Football here on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Effingham back on top here, 21 and 2 of 14, 10-yard touchdown run there for Weldon Dunstan, second rushing TD of the ninth, and Effingham on top by seven. Uh, Mount Zion, uh, 6'10", to work with here in the entire field to go, and they had to burn that timeout there on that fourth down play, and the Hearts converted. They had to take a timeout, so they only had two uh, timeouts remaining. And uh, due to that penalty with too many men on the field on that extra point, uh, the ball is going to be placed at about the 45-yard line, the other 45, so stepped in unless he wants to kick it short here. If he kick, obviously, if he kicked it with full power, he's going to kick it out of the end zone. But we'll see uh, what FEM wants to do, whether they want to get it in play or not. And we'll see if Trimble and McAtee do the flip-flop game again. As Trimble's right there on the right side and McAtee on the left. They're standing out about the five. Probably where they would stand a normal kickoff. And Stefton is just going to pooch kick it that time. And that's going to be Anderson on the recovery. And so that'll be a little pooch kick, and Mount Zion will take over. And I think they're going to spot at the 30-yard line that time. So 6.08 to go in the game. Had a score update from Nokomis as it was Nokomis in the lead over Cumberland, 22-6 over there on our sister station WCRA. Nokomis trying to fight for playoff eligibility there. Here is 21-14, FEM in the lead. They're trying to fight for their own playoff eligibility. Adams will be in the shotgun for the Braves to start off their drive. Adams takes the snap. He's looking for the trips right. Here comes the rush. He's going to have to step up in the pocket. He scrambles, and Love is going to bring him down. So it does uh, Messner there, and that's going to be a gain to about the 35 is where they're going to bring him down, so about a five-yard gain that time. Nice job by uh, Love and the rest of the Hearts defense to bring Adams down. Adams made something about nothing there. Hurry up offense as they're going to hand off to Bullhorse there. And he's got a full head of steam, and he's got it to about the 45 past that. And he's shaking up as Bullhorse will go over to the sideline there. But that's going to be up to the 46 or an 11-yard gain there for Bullhorse. Kessler, they're going to on the stop. New set of downs from Mount Zion. Hurry up offense, and they're going to hand off to Richardson. This time, finding room to run on the left side, and he tries to turn the corner. He bounces off a couple of guys. He's past midfield before they bring him down. And uh, 
there, and I'm market, and it's going to be a gain of about six or seven there. We're going to call it six. So it'll bring up second down and four. Adams in the shotgun again. Three receivers split out here on the near side. They're just going to hand off to Richardson straight up the middle. He's going nowhere as he's stopped up there by the hard sea line. Ring, Mittendorf, Metzner. There on the stop for Effie. That's going to bring up third and four. Four straight runs here. And we're down to 4.35 to go in the game. And always spotted at 47. Adams will be in the shotgun on a third and three. Adams looking towards the sideline to get the play. We got 10 seconds on the play clock. As McAtee looking inside. They don't know the play. As They got two seconds. One second, they just get it off. Adams takes the snap, and it's going to be complete there to a Trimble. And he is a touchdown there just across the 40-yard line. So Trimble with the catch as he tried to sneak through there, but just couldn't quite get it, but got enough for the first down up to the 39. So it'll be a short game there, but good enough for the first down. New set of downs for the Braves as Adams takes the snap in the shotgun, and they look back towards the sideline for the play. 3.45 to go in the fourth, and Adams sending out the play to the receiver's Seven seconds on the play clock. Adams, high snap, and hands it off there to a Brock Holtz, and he's going to be brought down in the backfield. Love there on the tackle. High snap and an awkward handoff there for Adams to Bullhorse, and uh, that's going to be a, a loss to the 41-yard line, so that's going to be a loss of two, second down and 12. On the tackle by Love. So, second and 12, coming up on three minutes to go in the game. Ball at the 41. Mount Zion in FEM territory here. And Adams will be in the shotgun. Trimble split out wide to the left. And Adams looking over towards that way. Here comes the rush. And they're not going to get away from him as it's going to be sacked for a big loss. As Love is in there on the stop again. Mike Love coming up big here in the fourth quarter. As Fox was also back there as well. So it's going to be a loss of three there. Third and 15. Back to the 44. And fortunately, they held on to the football too. For sure. FBM's deep. Michael Love and the gang are all over all over that one. Uh, excellent back-to-back plays by, uh, by Michael Love. And able to stop Mount Zion here. We'll tell you if they can do it one more time to uh, push them to a fourth down. Third and 15, a ball at the 44. They'll empty out the backfield, and Adams is going to pass. And he throws it across the middle. High and almost intercepted. Diving effort that time by Gillum as the ball was tipped up in the air. And it just goes incomplete. And so here we go, fourth down. Fourth and 15. As that interception almost would have ended the game, and even if they don't get this, they only have one. They only have two timeouts, so they can only stop it two more times. 
So almost this is almost the game here with a minute 56 to go. As the crowd here gets on their feet, gets loud here at FDM. Biggest play of the game here, 4th and 15 of 4 Mount Zion, and they're going to actually burn a timeout and talk about it. So this basically will be the ball game. So we'll just keep it right here. As Mount Zion will take their second timeout. Only one more remaining on a fourth and a 15 here with a minute 56 to go into this one. Again, this would be a huge win if the Hearts hold on. Trying for that drive to five. And it's a big fourth down stop here potentially yeah, coming up. This is a big fourth down stop here. And, uh, and you know, obviously Coach Hefner and his confidence is D, and I'm confident as well that they can they can stop Mount Zion here on this uh, fourth down, but this is definitely – Definitely the game. Uh, you know, Evigan stops them here. Uh, you know, Mount Zion's only got one timeout left, so they can only stop the clock one more time. And for a second game, that's the uh, victory formation. But uh, kick after the chickens before they hatch, as I said earlier. And uh, FBM defense will hopefully just go out there with one last time and uh, you know, stop stop Mount Zion. And uh, been doing doing a great job. Obviously, I look for. Uh, I look for Mount Zion to, to, to pass here, maybe you know, something over the middle or some some sort of fade to the sideline like it's done done all game is my prediction. But, uh, all right, here we go. Fourth and 15. This is basically the ball game. As Adams will be in the shotgun. As Adams will take the snap. He's looking to pass. And a throws across the middle. Intercepted. It's actually incomplete. It was knocked down. And Mike Love again there for with the SWAT, with the knockdown. Give the man love. Yes. Michael Love doing it all. Yes, he's excited, ball. fired up over here on the sidelines. A huge stop, fourth down, turnover on down for Mount Zion. And Effingham is a minute 52 away from an upset. Over the Braves, as they can basically just run the clock out here. Mike Love with a three of straight plays, very impacted it, including he didn't get to the quarterback, but an excess thing, just knock it down. He's like, he didn't have to. He just, yeah, swatted it out of the air. Gillum open and center. They'll hand off to a Dunstan, as Mount Zion will just try to rip the ball away, as it'll be a flag also coming out there as well. And uh, there's only about a couple-yard gain there on the handoff. And Flags on Effingham, it looks like. Initial call is towards the Effingham side, so looks like it'll be a penalty on the hearts. And it's old. So it'll actually just be declined. So that I'll bring up second down and ten. So it was a no-gainer anyway, so second down and a 10 as the uh, clock started to run momentarily. And a couple of seconds ran off the clock there as I think it should have been. So the officials are going to come in and they're going to talk about it and they're going to sort it out as... Uh, it's going to be uh, 
trying to put some more time on the clock. And so they're going to put more time on the clock. They're going to put the clock back to 147. And so that's what seems to be the issue here is the, the clock has started to run when it wasn't supposed to on the penalty. And so we're still talking about it. And so it'll be a second down and 10 play. And still trying to sort things out and trying to get the explanation over here to uh, Coach Hefner. As trying to say that uh, FEM actually gained yards that time, which they did. I thought that they did initially. I thought they did too. So, yeah. But uh, they spotted it back at the 10, and that's why Coach Hefner and uh, uh, the fans are trying to tell the officials here, and they'll get back to the other of the conference. Who knew that a minute 47 on the clock would take so long? And, well, sort it out. It also appears that there would be uh, no. It also helped if the official had a microphone as well to try to help explain to the crowd. But there we go. Now they are going to wind the clock, and now it'll be a timeout for Mount Zion. As actually, no, it's not a timeout. They're still trying to get the clock. And <laughs> they're still trying to get the clock right. As, wow, this has to be one of the most, has to be the oddest ending I think I've been a yeah, part of in a while. Definitely. Trying to get the clock straight and just trying to get everything the way it should be. That would be a second down and a seven. As they did gain three yards that time. So it'll be at the 47 yard line, and we're still talking about something. And yeah, I, don't what, I don't know what they're talking. I don't know what they're talking about now. They, maybe they ball the ball. I, I don't. I don't know. Your guess is as good, good as everyone else. We're about we get as much information here as the, the fans are, and everybody is just kind of standing around waiting for the explanation to get everything right as the play gained yardage but then there was a penalty on it on Effingham so and then Mount Zion just declined the penalty so Mount Zion coach wanted an explanation like he's one more time to come off the clock maybe I don't it was going by his hand gestures here I don't, I don't I don't really know. Uh, yeah, Coach Etherton is not happy about something about finding the clock. And so I don't think that it should be this complicated. No, I don't. Uh, I don't believe so either. But uh, and for, for some reason, uh, it is. So it will be uh, sufficient for the explanation. So now they'll... Uh, talk to Coach Hefner about something. So we got a minute 47 on the clock, we think. The Hearts, we do know, are leading 21 to 14. That we do know. They're on, they're, here, so. uh, they're on the heels of, of, of victory. Um, once we get all this 
And I think that's what makes it. I think that's what makes it worse here too. Is that everyone's kind of on the edge of their seat, and right, everyone's trying to get the the play and the claw right. And this is just this is painful as now they're probably getting the rule look out. They're looking down at something. So it's a big call. It is a big call. Yeah. Trying to get it right. Well, that's the biggest thing. For sure. For sure. And so now the head judge will go over and talk to Mount Zion again. So we've had conferences with Coach Hafner, Coach Atherton, and now back to Coach Atherton. As looking for an explanation here. And uh, again, only a minute 47 to go in the game. The Hearts lead by seven here. As let's see, I'm trying to see the official card here. As uh, we have the uh, Dan Custer, Cody Custer, Jay Smith, Sean Vernum, and Greg Bass is your officiating crew. They're doing their best to get this claw the the situation rectified. Now it's back, going back and forth to talk to Coach F. Well, they just want to, like you said, get the call right, get as much information to both both coaches, and uh, now he's signaling to somewhere or uh, more indication. I don't know. Again, it's it's all hand signals here from the official, and finally they're gonna wind the clock. And after all that, Mount Zion is gonna take the timeout. So they burned their last timeout there. After all that. They wind the clock, and then, and then Coach Etherton burns the final timeout. And two seconds also ran off the clock. So, wow. Wow, yeah, all that for two seconds are off the clock. It's just excruciating. Sure. Just trying sure, to uh, close out the game. And uh, so... Again, hopefully we got everything just straightened out. As it was a timeout burnt there for uh, Mount Zion. And it'll be uh, to Centralia next week. We do know that for sure. As we don't know whether the Hearts will be 4-4 four and four or not. They're a minute 47 from closing out. Now they put two seconds back on the clock. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't either. <laughs> and so... Uh, Hart will line up, second down at seven. Gillum will go up on our center. He'll take the snap and he'll hand off to uh, Dunson. He tries to squirt free, and here comes a flag. And uh, so it'll be a gain of about two yards on the run by Dunson, but we'll wait to see what the penalty is. As the flag came out. And... The clock stops with a minute 40 to go on the scoreboard, we think. And so, still no signal yet, and here it comes. And it's going to be holding on FEM again. And it's going to be declined. So, basically, I had the same situation before. We wind the clock. And minute 40 and counting, so we'll try to 
run as much off the play clock as they can. It'll be third and a seven. Minute 29 and a counting. Got 25 seconds on the play clock as the Gillum trying to burn it all the way down here. And so we might take the timeout. Might be doing that. So a minute 10 left and the counting. or under 10 seconds on the play clock. And a five, four, three, two, one timeout for Coach F. So FEM will burn a timeout here. They'll burn their second of the half. They'll stop the clock with a minute and one a second on the clock. Third down and a seven for the Hearts. Nail biting here towards the end. Again, who knew that a minute 45, 47, whatever that they put on the clock would take so long. Yeah, you, you know, you never, yeah, you never thought it would, would take take that long but uh a lot of uh a lot of discussion going on and uh you know like you said they the officials want to get the, the call right and uh in sports i know there's a, a lot of a lot of human error that's uh you know that's part of the game but uh they definitely want to get it right and get the, the explanations to to the coaches and everything and uh we're down to a minute one left to go third and seven here for Birmingham, yeah. so uh after all this, that's what we're left with. Right. As Gillum will be up on our center. And Dunstan in the backfield with a minute one to go. They'll stack the right side, send in Webb and Reed into motion. And Gillum will take the snap, and it's going to be handoff straight up the gut to Gillum. And they'll bring him down for a couple-yard gain that time. And we have a 52-second day in accounting. And Grant McAtee was one of the first guys there on the stop as they'll just run all this down, and we'll have about 10 seconds or so on the clock when we have to snap it or punt it away on fourth and six. So FEM does, I believe, have a timeout left. So uh, they'll burn their final timeout and burn the clock all the way down as much as they can. We're under five seconds to go on the play clock. Three, two, one. Timeout for Coach Hef, and that stops the clock with 11.8 seconds to go. So, that is what we have here, folks. After all the confusion, FEM will have to punt it away on fourth and six, and Mount Zion has no timeouts, no timeouts remaining here. So, they'll get the ball back with some time. So, they might just have to chuck it as far as they can. Or a little razzle dazzle. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. But Mount Zion will get an opportunity here. I have to toss up a hail mary or do like you said some razzle dazzle or the... might be too far for a hail mary. Might might uh, maybe see. maybe be a music city miracle type type thing. Let's maybe. See where it ends up, and I guess he could possibly uh, call a fake here potentially if you wanted to. Yeah, you definitely uh, definitely could for sure. Second to last game of the year. Why not? And your playoff playoff lives are on the line. Can't only thing back now. Stefton will be back to uh, punt it away, and Trimble will be back there to receive it. And it's going to be just to get this punt down. Good snap, good 
punt as Stefton will kick it away. It'll bounce at the 30-yard line, and the Tremble will think about fielding it, but he won't do it. 6.1 left. 6.1 left in the game. Effian, or Mountain will take over out of their own 24-yard line. 6.1 left for Mount Zion, down by 7. No timeout. And has to travel about 76 yards in 6.1 seconds just to tie it up. And so draw up your best play here and uh, I think FEM will burn their final timeout to set up some of their defense and talk about exactly what they'll want to do so we'll just keep it right here again at the most crucial point of the game 6.1 seconds left in an FEM a potential victory that would push them back to 500 and on the cusp of week 9 going to Centralia possible and playoff eligible next week Sure, for sure, definitely uh, 6.1 left to go before they can go to 500 there. But, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, they had uh, two two need, uh, two victories needed to get to the playoff eligible. And they're on the cusp of one and travel to Centralia. I know Centralia was playing Mount Vernon, hosted Mount Vernon tonight. I'm not sure how they, how they fared, but... Uh, that's what, that's what they're doing right now. FNM, uh 6.1 seconds left to go. Mount Zion will have a chance to uh, do some rise of dazzle or Hail Mary or Music Say Miracle or whatever you want to call it. All right, whatever you want. Call it 76 yards, 6.1 left to go. Adams will be in the shotgun, tripped out to the left side. Nelson a triple in motion, and Adams looking over towards Trimble's way. They complete the pass in the backfield, and Trimble – Passes it, a deep downfield, short, intercepted, game over. FEM wins. FEM has pulled off the upset against Mount Zion and keep their playoff hopes alive. They win it 21-14 as they try to play to a tremble, and then he passed it downfield, and the pass was way too short, and... Falls incomplete, so an odd ending there. And uh, Coach Etherton and Coach Hefner meet there on the opposite sideline, and they're going to talk about the ending of that game, I'm sure, as both coaches are kind of fuddled of what was going on there. Much mutual respect between those two with how great of battles the FEM's had over the years with Mount Zion. Uh, the fireworks go off, and FEM gets the win. And here come the students as well to pick up a needed win to put them to four and four with a chance to get to the playoffs next week on the line at Centralia. And uh, so FEM wins on the regular season finale here at home. Great job, great job by uh, by, by FEM to uh, come out here tonight and get the. Get the hard, hard fought victory. It's uh, come down to the final, final couple minutes, and the last minute forty seven was definitely uh, still confusing. An adventure, an adventure, to say we'll, the least. We'll probably still be confused next Friday when we go to tell you about it. But uh, at least oh, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be four and four when we're confused and not uh, three, you know, uh, exactly. three and five. So uh, definitely a great win for 
for uh, for Effingham. It was a tall task here tonight against Mount Zion, and uh, you know definitely definitely helped that it was the game was was at Effingham uh, for sure. But uh, definitely a great, 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 uh, great win here by by Effingham here tonight. Cam Raditz was one of the players there. Donaldson also was there, I believe, on that last. Uh, play. I, uh, either way, it comes down, and, and no matter where you slice it, it's FEM with the win. It's 21 2 of 14, the final, and they improved to 4 and 4 on the season. We'll be back to wrap this one up, and we'll be back to check on the other scores from around the area as well. And FEM with the winner over Mount Zion, 21 14. We'll be back to wrap it up. You're listening to FEM Marks Football here on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, Hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. MERS Heating and Air Conditioning Do it once, do it right Comfort for you and your family Always call on the leader Hi, I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342-2323 or schedule through our website at MERSAC.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AO Okay, for warm, trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or MERSAC.com. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their peaceful life hot tub sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask a Vet, brought to you by FNM Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive.
When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Now, time for the Effingham Football Postgame Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at Aquatua Field, watching Savings Bank Stadium. And it's a winner on the regular season finale here at home for Effingham. As they pull it out, 21-2 of 14, a confusion there in the last minute, 47, 47 seconds or so. But after all that, it's Effingham. With a dub, and it's a huge win right there, picking up the win over Mount Zion. It keeps the Hearts playoff hopes alive as they're getting some pictures with the Effingham seniors here for the final time. Here at this beautiful complex, took some seniors walk out there to midfield. Now they're taking photos out there at midfield and celebrating a big win. As Coach Heffern told me during the middle of the week that Effingham had the blueprint to beat Mount Zion. And sure enough, they killed the offense off the field a lot, and when Mount Zion was on the field, he scored 14 points. So, uh, FEM pulled off the upset a couple of years ago by a single point, and uh, they won 28-27. They lost in that heartbreaking fashion last year right here, and then they pull out the win here at 21-14. Let's tell you how they got there as it was a uh, score in the first quarter. It's about 4.46 to go. As it was FEM onto the board, it was a four-play drive for them. 34-yard touchdown for Weldon Dunstan. And then on the very next possession, Muhammad responds with a score of their own. And that finished off a six-play drive. It was a 31-yard scramble for McCoby Adams. And then FEM looked to go in to the end zone, but Reed fumbled at the goal line trying to break the plane and outstretch the football there. And he fumbled at the goal line. And that kept the hearts off, and uh, the other team scored the rest of the way. So it was tied at seven at halftime. And then Mount Zion got the ball first in the uh, second half, but then punted it away after a five-play drive. And FEM scored and evened it up, or uh, took the lead, actually, 14-2-7 with 3.41 to go in the third quarter. It was an 11-yard run for Gage Gillum, and uh, that put FEM on top 14-7 at that point. And then early on in the fourth quarter, the very first play of the fourth quarter, it was a one-yard QB sneak as Adams squeaked out of the middle and ran towards the corner of the goal line and got in. And it was a one-yard touchdown run for Adams' second score of the night. And then the game winner ended up being with a 6-10 to go as it was a 10-yard run there for Weldon Dunson, his second score of the contest, and the kick was good. Make it a, a 21 to a 14 uh, final. So, FEM, they finish Apollo Conference play with a huge winner there as they finish 3 and 2 in the conference. And uh, FEM improves to a 4 and 4 on the season. Mount Zion unfortunately drops to 6 and 2 and a 3 and 2. They'll finish up in Apollo Conference play there as well. And I am looking here on my pregame sheet, Friday the 13th. 
So we said anything could happen, and it's Friday the 13th with that last minute and 45 seconds or so. Uh, it's just a, an odd way to end it there with some technicalities of the penalty and declining of the penalty, running the clock, whether it should or shouldn't happen, and whatnot. So a unique situation uh, there. Uh, but all is said and done, FEM gets the win here on the final home game of the regular season here. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a way you could say that my minute, last minute 47 was kind of kind of scary in, in a way. But, it was. Uh, FEM, like you said, gets the uh, much much needed victory to keep their uh, keep their uh, season alive as far as uh, you know being playoff eligible anyway. They would have played next week no matter what, but the uh, just being playoff eligible, and they're uh, four and four now, going to uh, going to Centralia uh, next week, and they uh, finish off the regular you know regular season here at home anyway with uh, with a victory, which is always always nice to do. See your your seniors uh, you know off with a victory on their last uh, you know last uh, game game at, game at home, and uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes goes from there. Let's uh, look at some stats here first for. Uh, uh, Mount Zion, uh, Macoby Adams uh, rushing. He had uh, seven rushes for uh, for 30 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, uh, Bullhorst had uh, he had uh, four four rushes uh, for uh, you, you know. Excuse me, that was Trimble. Trimble had four rushes for zero yards. Bullhorst had eight rushes for 25 yards, and Richardson had three rushes for five yards. Uh, Adams. Uh, passing wise was eight for eighteen uh, with 102 passing yards for a 44 percent completion, and Trimble had that uh, final pass there at the end of the game to try to get something going for Mount Zion, maybe tie the game up. But pass that uh, fell short ultimately was knocked down by Effingham. Uh, Trimble receiving, he had four catches for 58 yards. Harvey receiving one catch for 25 yards. McAtee two catches for 20 yards. And Anderson two catches for 19 yards. Really, the Achilles heel. Um, these stats are definitely unofficial. I'm not sure if I have this exactly right. But I have Mount Zion any uh, penalties for uh, 75 75 yards tonight. So that was definitely, you know, definitely, uh, you know, hurt hurt them hurt them there with all those all those uh, all those penalties. Uh, for Effingham as they come out victorious tonight, 21-14 over Mount Zion. Gage Gillum. Rushing 16 rushes, 55 yards, uh, one uh, rushing touchdown. Weldon Dustin, 28 rushes, 176, 176 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Belcher had two carries for 13 yards. Uh, passing Gage Gillum, he was only five for eight for uh, 58 yards, 63% completion. Uh, Reed had uh, he had three catches for uh, for 37 yards. He did have that. Fumble there at the uh, at the at the one yard line as he was trying to trying to reach over and you know over the get the ball over the goal line there to, for the touchdown, but uh, unfortunately he fumbled it. But uh, still three catches, thirty seven yards for him. Webb had uh, two catches for twenty one yards. Effingham only three penalties for thirty five yards again. This is uh, very unofficial. I had that first. That penalty there on the first kickoff, I I got that down for 20 yards. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but that looks about about like what it, what it was. They put it at the, the spot of the foul, and uh, that's 
looked like uh, versus uh, where they ran it to about 20 yards. So, anyway, Effingham gets the much-needed victory uh, to stay alive as far as the playoffs go. And uh, going to next week, 4-4-4 four, four four is uh, they travel to uh, Centralia to take on the uh, Orphans. And uh, just uh, the heck, a heck of a game tonight, Travis. And, uh, yeah, last minute 47 was scary, entertaining, adventurous, whatever adjective you want to you want to use for that. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, is what it was. So, uh, but anyway, FEM sends their seniors off with a victory at home here on the last uh, home game of the regular season, which is always something uh, you want to do for every senior class. And uh, will FEM be playing two more games in the season? Well, we'll have to find out uh, next week. As, uh, as Dominic mentioned there, going to Centralia, as last report in the third quarter is Mount Vernon leading over the Orphans 56 to uh, 35 there. Um, elsewhere, uh, last report I had from Muhammad, they were winning 49 and 2 at nothing, and that was at halftime. So, unless uh, they, uh, Mattoon Miracle happened to their Muhammad. Third straight Apollo Conference championship uh, for them, and then continues their three conference year winning streak there. Uh, other scores elsewhere uh, currently: Litchfield, they won over Pena by five, twenty to fifteen was the final there. So an upset. Uh, Vandelia was winning big over Gillespie, fifty-two to seven. Last report I heard was Nicomas was leading over uh, Cumberland. Uh, Shelbyville in the uh, uh, Central Illinois Conference Championship game. It was Shelbyville with the win, and they win the conference title. They're CIC champions. as They're 8-0 now, and they wrap up a CIC play there. 28-12 to was the final score against uh, Clinton. So congratulations to uh, the Rams. You can hear Coach Duckett on the starting lineup on Mondays, Tuesdays. Try to get him on on Mondays, but... Uh, so we'll talk to him about a conference championship, first ever conference title there for Shelbyville. Uh, Mount Carmel won over Marshall's 48 to 21 was the final. Arthur wins in the inaugural uh, battle for the horseshoe there. It's a red purple uh, horseshoe that they competed for the first time, and when it goes Arthur's way, they go to Arcola and win 32 to 10 was the final there. Uh, Carmelville 28 to 7 over Hillsboro. It's 26 to 6 Paris over Robinson. Kirkville keeps their undefeated run going. They're eight zero now. They won forty eight to seven over Piasol. Fifty five to seven was the final. Charleston winning their big winner there, and Charleston now clinches a playoff spot with their sixth victory. Taylorville, their season uh, on the brink there. Let's see how many losses they have. They have four. No, they had three. That's what I thought. Uh, so they'll play for their playoff hopes next week. Villa Grove won over Sacramento Valley, 40-21. to 21. Uh, It was a final there in uh, with Breeze Modern Day, 55-7, to 7, and won over the Cater St. Teresa there. And uh, Sullivan won tonight as well, 46-6 to 6 over Tri-County. And there we go. That sets up the big matchup next week in the Lincoln Prairie for the Lincoln Prairie Conference title. Undefeated Arthur, undefeated Sullivan. Here from Coach Jefferson on the starting lineup as well. We talked to him every single week as well. And uh, so that's what we got for scores from around the area there. And again, 21-14, to 14, FEM with the winner there tonight. I do want to mention one other 
I guess three other states score out of the out of Metro East. There's a big game uh, over there. East St. Louis uh, senior took on uh, Edwardsville, and uh, East St. Louis come out victorious, 27 to 15 over uh, Edwardsville. Edwardsville is undefeated. They're number five and seven A, and East St. Louis is uh, number one and six A. So definitely a, a big game, uh, big game down there. Um, I don't know. I just like to. Pay attention to those uh, Metro East uh, Metro East teams a little bit, but uh, anyway, a big win here tonight for for uh, for Effingham as they uh, you know just uh, keep you know just keep going week week by week. You know, uh, a win you know wins win here, loss there. You know, you, you can definitely look back on look back on their season. They're four and four now. You know, maybe they sh- you know should have won the Charleston game. The Mount Carmel game was overtime. You know and Whatever, maybe they maybe they should be five and three or six and two or, or what have you. But uh, they're out where they're at, and they uh, you know took it took it one you know one one week at a time. And I know there's a point in the season where Coach Hefner was definitely you know very very disappointed, especially after that Charleston Charleston loss. You know he felt the team needed to you know fix themselves before they could do anything else. And uh, you know I believe. You know, I believe they. Uh, I believe they've they've done that. You know, and they uh, getting this win here tonight. I mean, to me, to me, proves it anyway. And uh, you know, one one more game to go, and uh, that you know, get get a win down in in Trey and become playoff eligible. And next Saturday, see see where you go after that. But uh, got got to get that last victory first. And you know, nothing's guaranteed even against Centrea, who was. Uh, Two, two and five, and losing to Mount Vernon at the uh, last report. So, uh, any, anything, anything can happen. So, uh, but definitely a nice victory here tonight. Uh, very confusing uh, last minute, forty-seven seconds, but uh, nonetheless, Effingham victorious. That's what they came here to do. That's what they did. They came, they played, they won. They're now a five hundred record. That's all I can ask for was the the W here, four and four on the season, and we'll talk to you again next week in Centralia. And uh, thanks to Derek back at the studios for helping and getting us on and off the air, and uh, all the work back at the uh, studios there. Thanks to Dominic for coming alongside, keeping the stats and the color analysis. This is a Travis Sparks telling you have a, a great rest of your weekend, everybody, and uh, stay safe. This weekend, if you venture out at any point, and luckily we were dry, hopefully we stay dry this weekend. And here on Jack FM, we're going to start playing the music that we want. So uh, let's get to that uh, music here. Thanks for joining us, however you are doing so. And we'll talk to you again next week from Centralia, the playoff berth on the line. And until next week, have a great rest of your weekend, and have a great rest of your evening, everybody. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. 
with a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family-owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. This has been a presentation of Effingham High School Football. Thanks for listening. We now return you to regular programming.